two movies, three rounds, one winner. Welcome to the Movie Battle Podcast. Episode number five in the Halloween week. Five, four, five, four, <laughs> five. <laughs> what a positive, uh, confident intro. Episode five. Uh, let's, let's count them up. Episode one was Night of the Living Dead versus 28 Days Later. I'm Eamon, by the way. Uh, next week, we had... Um, uh, Dracula versus Frankenstein. Then week three was um, Friday the 13th versus Nightmare on the Street. Mm-hmm. Week four was The Witches versus Hocus Pocus. This is five. And this is week five. I think it's episode 10 overall. Yes, I believe so. Double figures mm. for the movie Battle so Is that like a mini landmark? It's a big landmark. <laughs> Remember, I was seeing a few weeks ago that, like, podcasts that make it to seven and beyond like say once you get to like eight the chances of a podcast surviving relatively long term or until we get bored of it uh go up and like a lot of podcasts die around the five six seven mark so we're three over so i feel like we're kind of into safe enough territory and then q like sorry the next week has been cancelled due to uh, an outbreak of not listening to us um, so yeah, uh, so this week um, it's uh, two films that kind of really caused a stir um, when they came out. Oh. Uh, you've got so William Friedkin's uh, 1973 film The Exorcist versus Richard Donner's 1976 film The Omen. So I'm saying all about Satan, basically. Yeah, it's it's the battle of the demons, battle of the demonic figures, battle of. Satan, um, versus Satan's son, I guess. Yeah, the the Antichrist. Um, okay, let's start off round one. Music. Um, okay, so let's start with the Exorcist. Um, so for for the score for the Exorcist, I'll be honest, I'm not sure what's going on because, um, first of all, I have a confession to make. And I think this applies for both of us. It does. Neither of us had ever seen The Exorcist before. We do a movie podcast and we love horror films and we had never seen The Exorcist. Just let's just take a moment to to let that sink in. Okay. Yeah. So I know. Yeah. We know. (laughs) It's odd. But, um,. So the version that we so we have no prior, I mean, outside of the the memes and the you know the, you know jokes and parodies and movies through the years, and you know the odd clip, we didn't we don't have we had no real prior experience with the with the with the Exorcist, mm-hmm. besides maybe the trailer. So regarding the music, like I couldn't have told you, but okay, so basically, long story short, there was a different there were two different versions of the Exorcist. There is the the version that came out in two thousand called the one you never saw or the the version you never. That's seen. what we watched. That's what we watched. 
Um, and then there was the version that came out in cinemas, the theatrical version. We didn't see that. I only discovered this afterwards, after doing up my notes, that we watched it. And is one version seems better than the other? I don't know. Uh, I think some people, I think there's a bit of controversy. Some people like, maybe it's a bit like Star Wars, where like, you know, a Han shot first type of thing. But um, some people, uh, some people like the editions, some people don't. Some people like some of the editions and not all of them. Um, I I think I have a note of what some of the editions are. We can go into them a little later. But, um, yeah, but so basically, kind of a long story short, once again, so therefore it's not very short. There was a, a different score. Uh, the score, the original score, is like um, there's no real composer. There were different uh, pieces taken from different sources. Like I was looking at the credits, there's like five, six, seven names. I'm not really sure who's. So who who, who did what. the kind of the, the main theme? There was oh the main theme. If we see, we say call the theme like it's well, not it's in one scene, like yeah, we're talking, talking about tubular bells, totally tubular bells, dude. You were talking about that. That's a, a piece from uh, Tubular Bells by Mike Oldfield. But he did nothing else on the score. That is a, he, he released that album and then they heard it and goes, oh, that would be good for uh, The Omen. But it's not the theme. Yeah, because the Exorcist. It, oh, the, sorry, for The Exorcist. But it's, it's not the theme. Like, it's not, doesn't, it's not the start of the movie. Yeah. It plays when Chris is walking well, down, down the, the street. street. Yeah. Um, I, mean, then, I was expecting like it to come in come big. in more yeah, yeah every so often like because yeah. like i know on youtube like you know i'd often be going through like horror themes and that yeah. that would always, be the one for the exorcist always it was um, like, that was like the what i was like one of the one of the few things i was sure about going in was okay well yeah. i know the theme anyway because and it genuinely is amazing um it is a fantastic piece of music and since then i've gone back and listened to the entire tubular bells album it's quite a journey um it is a phenomenal piece, but it's not used a lot in the movie. Uh, outside of that, there's not really a lot of music. There's, like, they made this the very start. It's kind of um, like a kind of a chanting kind of thing, and it's kind of like yeah. it's kind of this. Like, well, well, that was the that's the Islamic call to prayer. Okay. When it wouldn't in Iraq, is it? It's the very beginning. I guess it's the opening. The very very on the beginning. house or when no no no. But, Iraq? But, but when but when um. No, because it opens on the house and you see the statue of Mary and then it cuts to Iraq. Does it? Yeah. So which bit are you talking about? No, I'm talking about when they got to Iraq. When Iraq. Iraq, yeah, yeah. It's, that, that, it's a Muslim call to prayer. Yeah. I think that's just, that's just, well, it's two things. But there's kind of, there is kind of a kind of a screeching kind of high yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like, um, see, yeah, see, so but, I, yeah, I, but I, I, my I, point of earlier about the, the version we saw, I don't know if what we heard is what most people know from, from the from the Exorcist, because they may have grown up watching the original mm, and, you know, over the years, okay. I don't know if that's different to what we heard. I guess we can only comment on what we what saw. What we heard. So yeah. we're, we're talking about the 2000, the, the, the movie you've never seen, or the extended director's cut, or whatever title it has. I'd say a lot of people have seen it now, because that's probably the one on the Well, yeah, because, it. like, for example, just jumping a little bit ahead briefly, you know the spider walk down the stairs? Yeah. That wasn't in the theatrical version. That was only added in the last 20 years. But like that is one of the most famous pieces of the film for me, like the spider walk I've heard mm. talk about. and stuff. I'd never actually seen it, but I'd seen it referenced and, and I definitely knew it was a thing in the movie. I, to be honest, I kind of felt like that slightly out of place, felt that slightly out of place with everything else. I don't know why. It felt like... um. 
I don't know, like I was watching The Thing or something, you know. Yeah, it's probably why he was taken out. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that in our uh, yeah. section. Surprise. We're going to be talking about horror in this episode. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but, but just I, back to the music. Yeah, I guess on that opening bit, like it kind of, it kind of felt like it was like good versus evil, I suppose, or the devil. Oh, you mean in the face-off with the priest, um, Father Marin, isn't it? Versus the statue, that bit. You know, he, the dogs he, barking. Yeah, I remember that as well. But even before that, as well. Um, yeah, sure to dig. I don't know. I just um, um, thought I kind of had that good versus evil kind of. Yeah, I didn't really notice. Know. I mean, I noticed the chanting at the start, mm-hmm. which I thought was. I mean, it, you know, it, it is a, a quite a captivating sound. When the, he finds the, the or, when he finds the mini kind of ornament thing, when he puts his hand into the hole, yeah, there's a kind of a like a swelling music. It's very ominous. I remember yeah. that that stood out, but um, as well, but. That's not much. Um, they don't really use a lot of music in the no, movie. No, they don't. Um, it, like if you think it, about all the scenes where like they hear her being possessed in the voice, and like it's kind of the voice that kind of carries it, and the kind of the chaotic stuff that that's taking place, kind of. You yeah, know? I see. What what they do is they use folio, they use sound design excellently, and I think that replaces music in a lot of in a lot of cases. Like usually, kind of music is only really used transitioning between scenes. Really, it's not used in scenes. Mm. But I'll be honest, like I didn't miss it. Like I didn't. No, feel I didn't it feel like it needed it. No, and, I didn't feel and, like it was lacking. And, and again, we get this later, but it felt like it added to the kind of the realistic tone of the piece. Because um, mm. like the, the director yeah. Friedkin, he was a he was a documentary maker primarily when they approached him. He did um, the Friends Connection as well. Before that, I think he did almost exclusively documentaries. And you can see that in a lot of these scenes. But I think and I think it's the lack of music suited that. It felt bizarrely very grounded. Um, and I think not, not filling it with music actually um, was a good, a good choice. Yeah, I, 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 I'd agree with that. I, I don't think it... Um, Hurt it that the music was quite minimal. Yeah, especially those um, very intense kind of. Yeah, scenes. like the, the only one that kind of that piece of music besides Jubilee Bells that's that really stood out to me was the face off with uh, Father Marin and the statue uh, in in Iraq, and you had the dog barking. But again, the dog and the kind of um, that all added to it as well. Again, they were still bringing in the sound, or even the sound of the attic. What she was hearing. I'll anyway, get to that later. But um, like the sounds from the attic, the sounds of dogs barking, stuff like that. Like it, it's mainly sound design. But um, that's it. Like I mean, the music I heard, I liked. <laughs> Two bells is amazing, but uh, there's not a whole lot of other music besides no, that. Like there's not really much else that I can think of. To yeah. Be okay. Are we just going to the Omen? I think so. Yeah. So the Omen, the score was composed by Jerry Goldsmith. He won the Oscar. For he it. won the Oscar for this. Yep. I think he was his only Oscar in his career, but um, one for this um, opens with um, that famous oh, chant. Fantastic! Uh, the the the, um, uh, the Carl uh, piece, and the lyrics that they're singing actually are um, they're, they're, it's in Latin, I believe, and it's um, we drink the blood, we eat the flesh, raise the body of Satan. Jesus, that's what they're singing. It's like it's like an epic. It's very epic, though. It it's like pure show, and like there's passion, yeah. peril um, feeling there. It's just it, an unreal it, piece. It, yeah, 
it's brooding, it's dark chanting. I mean, it feels very religious mm. because it's clearly inspired by um, Carmina Burana, you know, by Carl Orff. Uh, you know, you know, um, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's O Fortuna from Carmina Burana. But the I would say even more so kind of the later pieces from Carmina Burana. Carmina Burana was like a, I think it was like a 12th century German monk's poems basically about getting uh drunk as possible like they're drinking songs they're like <laughs> they're like monastic german i think it's 12 12 14th century drinking songs and then karl orff took those words and put them to music um amazing music it is my favorite opera some people argue it's not an opera but whatever i mean it's my favorite i think called it opera classical music and singing my layman's view is an opera anyway it's one of your operas but but you can hear the massive influence from the later piece of Camino Brana uh, in this um, but even like with the so the intro piece that kind of um, you know that church you know, kind of the whatever we describe it like an opera I guess isn't it? the choir kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. chanting the, the, the choral but, kind but of the, 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 there's like later in the film there's kind of like a faster pace version of it as well like do you know the scene yeah. where with the dogs that, but also Joe when Catty's killed and she's like pushed out the hospital window. Yeah. It's kind of more frenetic. Yeah. Um, it's louder and kind of quicker. Yeah. So there's like variations on it as well, which works. Yeah. And, and, and then there's another scene. great piece um, with Father Brennan's death. Yeah. There's pure chanting in that again as well. Yeah. yeah. And that. Um, but the, the, the piece that I love the most was the dog attack. In, uh, in the graveyard, in the gra- well, it's not a, well, it kind of is a graveyard, but it was the seminary, wasn't it? It was the ancient, the ruins of a seminary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was where his um, his child is buried, yeah. the yeah. the mother of Damien. The scene as well, or the piece um, at the end, which only takes Damien to the church. Yeah. Uh, and just the music that played on that, because it's kind of a kind of a piano piece. It was actually very sad, kind of. Um, it's uh, kind of. I think I'll get into the scene later as well, yeah, but it yeah, kind of yeah. kind of captured what was happening. Yeah, just no, the, kind of the yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, the fact that he's trying to kill his son, kill what he th- at least thought was his son. Well, I mean, yeah, it is his son. Well, yeah, like, it is that, his son. yeah, like I get into later, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. But um, yeah, 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 I agree with you. It it, it worked. It, it complemented mm-hmm. that scene very well. I have to say though, um, as as good as all of that is, and it is really good. Uh, the music they use when they're showing the happy family life thing. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I just that is the most bland, boring music I've heard in a in a movie in a long, long time. What near the start? Yeah, you know all the stuff with the, the happy family stuff. It's just I uh, thought it, I thought it worked to be honest. I thought I mean, it kind of like, it, 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 like it did its job of like, hey, look at us, we're all happy, 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 and then they're setting us up for. I'm not complaining. I mean. Th- that's fine. Set up the happy life, and then you so that it can all come tumbling mm-hmm. down. Um, no problem with that, and it did work. I mean, it did do its job, but as a as a piece of music, it, it was annoyingly boring. No, so I, it reminded me of something I'd hear like in Dallas or something, like yeah, yeah. soap opera. Like, no, it I thought it was fine. I thought it worked fine. I thought I actually I actually had noted it as a. It was nice to kind of show, kind of showing you like. You know, he's get after coming ambassador, he's got a new house. Yeah. Things seem to be going well, really well for them. And then I thought the music complemented that. It it did, but as a piece of music, I thought it was uh, actually irritating. Yeah. 
but uh, that's that's me. Um, yeah, that's me as well. Uh, but that's me on the Omen scene. Yeah, so it's kind of a short around this room, but um, ready to vote. I am. Um, I think there's no shocks coming here, but Lynn. Yeah, I'm going for the Omen scene. Yes. The Omens. It's uh, instead I just think I just think it has more going for it, you know. Yeah, some phenomenal uh, music in that in that film that really captures what's happening as well. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, like, The Exorcist has tubular bells, and that is an amazing piece. And I, I wonder if if that had been used more often, and I wonder, I mean, it would have made the battle a lot closer. But the fact that it's not even used in an overly uh, important scene. It's just a scene where Chris is walking down the street. I mean, I know it's kind of the, the can before the storm mm. in some ways. And it has that kind of uh, um, childish, you know, kind of uh, quality to it, almost like a, like a nursery rhyme or something. Yeah. You know? But um, it's not enough, really. Uh, and the omen takes it from me as well. The, the omen has some amazing pieces in it. Omen off to a flyer. Yeah. In particular, in particular, the um, the the dog scene, the dog, you know, the mm. the pack, dog pack pack scene. I thought the music was just phenomenal in that scene. Um, but okay, so we're flying along. Um, we will go on to round two. Round zwei. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> round two. In horror, shocker of the week. We've got horror in horror season. The Exorcist. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I, I give it this. Here it came out in nine. Go. <laughs> it came out in nineteen seventy three. But watching it, like I said, first time watching it in twenty twenty. Like it's extreme, like it conjures up very shocking imagery and scenes, like very shocking stuff. Like I, w- I won't say I was like terrified of this film, but I was really shocked and taken aback by a lot of the stuff that I saw in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm never terrified watching a movie, watching a, a horror mm. movie, even like the the greatest horror movies I've seen as an adult. They've never terrified me. What they have done is made me be afraid for the characters. Mm. And, and for me, that's what I look for in a horror film. Like, I'm not, like, hiding my eyes or hiding behind the couch. Yeah. But I am really invested and worried about the characters' well-being. And I hope that they come out of it. And I care what happens to them. And I, I feel fear when they feel fear. Mm-hmm. My God, is there a lot of fear in this movie? Uh, Justify me. So, like, I never, well, we'd never seen it. I went in, like, hoping it would be good because everyone was talking about, oh, it's like one of the greatest horror films ever made, or it's the greatest horror film ever made. And you hear, the, and then, like, because going in, what I had was, oh, the neck twist and uh, the vomiting and, you know, um, you know, the power of Christ compels yeah. you. You know, that's what I had going in. And the music. That's what I had going into this. I was not expecting a really grounded, also, supernatural horror. 
all the stuff with the priest, like his stuff going on in his family, you know, his mother and that. Like I didn't expect any of that. No, none of that. Room, you know? Um, I didn't expect. Uh, also, how amazing. Um, Chris's character, she played. Was she played by? Um, Chris, uh, Ellen Burstein or Burstein? I'm not sure. Uh, that is one hell of a performance. Mm. She, I mean, like the journey she goes on. Like, I mean, some of the most horrific scenes in this movie are even before she even starts overly showing symptoms. Mm-hmm. Like the hospital scenes. Yeah. Like, I mean, the fear. Like, because. The fear for me in this film, actually, even in some ways, was feeling her fear for her child, for her child's well-being. Like, the fear of not knowing what's wrong. The fear of seeing this beautiful, friendly, lovely little girl be corrupted and, and tormented um, yeah. and, 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 and tortured. Like, I mean, that scene where you see on her stomach where she has mm. written, help mm. me from the inside. Mm. So you know she's still there. That like. is that is one of the saddest. That is the sad, well, a lot of sad moments. But that that was just a excruciating. I scene. think that was the moment when when Father Day was Father Father Demo. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized Father Demo. <laughs> Your tea is ready. Uh, anybody who hasn't seen Father Ted will not get that. But uh, uh, if you haven't heard of or seen Father Ted, it's a highly recommended. Uh, um, Irish comedy, yeah, uh, about uh, priests. Um, <laughs> but but I think when he when when Damien Car- Car- Carris wasn't it? Uh, when yeah. when he sees that, um, I think that's when he decides like he has to save this child. You know, yeah, like you can see that the wheels are turning. Like you know, even when when she has speaks with the the homeless man's voice, mm. and like knows that his mother has died. Yeah, do you know what? I that to me was one of the the. Weird, like the toughest parts to take was like, that like, it was kind of t- at a place now where where he could say stuff about his mother and he couldn't go there, you know, because his mother's gone. It was a real kind of violation almost to kind of do that, you know, and like Massively. It, that was very and, disturbing and like, to do even, that. Even the line, oh, that was another line I had. Your mother sucks, you know, yeah. bleep in hell. Or like you, you, you killed her, you know. Uh, like out of context, I, I knew that line. But my God, when you see the build-up they put into this, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, just the the, the horrific uh, way that she goes, just how sad and depressing it is to see him go through that, to see her experience that, mm-hmm. and know that there's nothing you can do. And even like when his uncle says to him, "You know, if you weren't a priest, you'd be a famous psychiatrist, and you could have her living in a penthouse." Yeah. And like you can know that in his head, he's thinking. And like and at this this moment as well, like he's lost his faith. He's like, mm. "What in the name of God did I do during the priesthood? Like, I cost my mother, I cost mm. myself." You really feel for him. Mm. Yeah, you know, in a lot of ways as well, he reminds me of um, like Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. Like he has that just that the, just it's probably saves him for character section. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay, go on. Um, but okay, in terms uh, of the horror, like even kind of early in the film, like. I like kind of stuff like, you know, when I think it's the first time she, the mother goes into the room and I think it's before Reagan even is corrupted, but she's kind of sleeping, but there's a window open with yeah. the curtain. It's little subtle things like that. Obviously, the stuff with the attic as well. You the, hear, weed, the Ouija board. Yeah, that was, I didn't even know that was um 
with the Ouija board. I know it was only brief, but I didn't yeah. know anything about Ouija board. One thing I love about this movie, one of the many things I love about this movie, is the um, they set up many different things, many possible explanations of how she became possessed. Mm. But it's never hammered home. Yeah, There's so many mysteries kind of left open. And sometimes an open-ended mystery can be really irritating. Like, mm. if you're like, oh, we never find out what happens. But this, that isn't this for me. This was like, you know, these are different possibilities. Like, there's no set, we, you know, we don't learn everything. Oh, and this happens because of that, that because of this, this because of that. There's a lot of mystery, a lot of intrigue. And it feels, it makes it feel more real. One of the most, um, two of the most disturbing images for me in the film were, um, one was, so, you know, when he, when he sees his mother walking up the... Yeah, in the dream. Yeah, walking up from the... The, Subway. and then walking back down yeah. and then you see the quick flash of the you see that a couple metal. of times from the metal yeah uh, the what no not the metal the um, like the devil or the oh Satan. the demon yeah. I'll be honest that is the only thing in the film I didn't like that it was too much I thought he just looked like a guy in makeup mm. he didn't look demonic but when they do it with that little quick flash it is kind of a bit mm. creepy but but, but like seeing it. her walk up and then walk back down it was almost descending kind of away from him kind and of she's going down descending yeah so that's what I'm saying like, like is she going to hell yeah that's what I'm saying yeah like that was really uh, disturbing and then the scene John really looks in the bed and he sees her for a second looking at him oh, that was so like, whoa kind of like the, when the two girls in The Shining were kind of yeah. whoa that's just a strange Very image so. uh, yeah, I agree. sharing image oh and you feel it I mean uh, like, it's just so harrowing um, like both journeys his journey and uh, Chris's journey, like you just feel for the characters so much, and that's why this film is so uh, powerful, because it takes its time to set up the characters mm. and takes its time to really lay out to kind of build a, a believable world. Like we we really feel like we know them and we care about them and we're interested in them, and then things start to really fall apart or even well for Karis continue to fall apart because he's already a mess mm. when we meet him but um, when we join him and when we join Chris and Regan uh, you know we care about them before anything is going wrong and that's so important in a horror film and I feel like it's missing a lot of films yeah I, I really like that um, it took a while before we really kind of got into her being possessed in that but like I was fine with that I kind of liked it oh, definitely, kind yeah. of just showing them just doing normal things even like even the her and Reagan kind of at the start kind of just doing normal kind of general things kind of you know you had an idea something was starting to be a little off but it took its time uh, to really kind of take shape yeah um, even like that, that first scene where she comes down at the party and just tells mm. the astronaut you're going to die up there and mm. then just urinate on mm. the carpet it's such a like I mean this is what I'm saying earlier like in some ways that's almost more scary than the later stuff yeah. Because it's this, oh my god, what is wrong with my child? Like, and the doctors don't know what's going on. They're doing all these tests, and like the, the hospital scenes are, wow! Like, uh, I'm so glad I didn't have to go to the hospital <laughs> in the 1970s. But like, I have to say, like the some of the stuff that she says, like is it her t- tongue? Like, she, what a sharp tongue! Oh. It's like. I mean, like, we can't really discuss it yeah, properly in this PG context. But but the scene, I mean, the crucifix scene, we'll just call it that. Yeah. That, I mean, again, I kind of knew that that was a thing going in. Like, uh, those of you who are Scream fans will know the discussion that um, 
uh, has had in the film about that scene. And uh, um, where what? When um um uh, Billy is talking about the relationship and how it was P it was for his Oh sorry. Um in screen if anyone's confused. Tell them what uh, um yeah, so back to the exorcist. Uh but do you know what in that scene, like you know, I always like I've seen the clip of the you know, when the power of Christ compels you yes. or whatever or the blessing yeah. whatever they're doing yes. and you see the head turning. Oh. I actually thought in the scene where with the crucifix the neck turns on that one as well. Yeah. I actually think it's creepier in that yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. It felt a little, say, like a step too far. Mm. Um, the neck turning because everything else in the film, except for maybe the spider walk as well, but that mm. is technically possible. But the neck turn, like she, she's gonna die. Like whether she's like the demon might survive, but like Regan should be dead. Mm. There. Like her neck has snapped. Um, and the the kind of croaky kind of voice is. Oh, disturbing oh, 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 oh yeah I, I love the way like it's a slow descent mm. like you see her and like she might have a, just a slight scratch on her face and her lips are starting to get a little oh, dry oh I see her lips when they're really oh when they're really bad but like I, 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 I'm noticing this when her lips get a little dry when she's going into the hospital mm. for the second time I think and, yeah and then just and then how she looks like just inhuman it's an amazing transformation amazing performance mm. yeah she was Blair. brilliant yeah. I mean everybody I, I Incredible, incredible. It actually reminded me a bit of um, so for people who might be familiar, there's um, a form of theater called in your face theater where you kind of it's like it's kind of pushing the boundaries of what uh, you can kind of like it's um, acceptable. Yeah, so it's really it's all about shock value, you know, really pushing your face and not no no holding back, you know, and it kind of reminded me a bit of that a lot of the horror and the, and the images that you see. I kind of got that about it. It, it was extremely it, it, shocking. It does you know? go there. But yeah. what I love about the fact that it's not gratuitous and it all has a purpose. Oh, yeah, it has a purpose. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I know you're not suggesting yeah. that it's not, but just um, some people might go, oh, mm. you know, we're not saying that, like, it's like, you know, like. But, but like, you know, you watch it and, like, you are, like, you know, I, I can't imagine anyone watching a film not going at some point, like, oh, my God, like, you know, yeah. just like. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? Is again, we've never seen it, so I've heard people talk about, like, oh, you know, like the Exorcist. I've heard people talk about how people talk about the Exorcist is the greatest horror film I've ever, ever seen. I think, oh, it's so tame by today's standards, that's not scary anymore. Like, what in the hell mm-hmm. are you talking about? You're telling me that, like, uh, um, I don't know, the um, I can't even name some of the terrible modern horror films. But like I don't know, the the Conjuring or something, or you know one of those uh, Annabelle doll thing crap. You telling me like that with its I even I'll give you an example. Um, it now we both like the new it, like you know part one and part mm-hmm. two. But like in the first one, I remember that scene where like when he's going down to the basement. And like you see, is the water is there, and yeah. he says, <laughs> runs yeah. over at him. And I'm just like, oh, would you go away? That's not scary. Yeah. That's just loud noise and moving. I mean, a child clapping in your face would would scare you the same way. It's just a, a loud sudden thing. Whereas, like, I just on that scene, you know, like he pops up out of the water. If he just pulled the water and just looked at him, I would have his head out of the water. Oh, yeah. That would have been way, way scarier. Scary. Yeah. 
Yeah, and like, looking at him. And even like in this film, it does jump scares right. Yeah. It has two jump scares from what I can remember. One with the, in the attic. The with attic the... with the candle. But there's, there's no like massive yeah. music screaming to go, hey, hey, everybody, this you're supposed to be scared here. <laughs> like, this is the jump scare. No, it's just, you know, the flame goes out of nowhere. That's scary. The same with the phone rings when he's listening to the tapes in his apartment. Um, just he's just sitting there in silence, listening to, it, and then the phone, that loud phone rings. Mm. Simple things, that's scary. Something annoys out of out of nowhere can be scary, but the mood has to be right first. Or you, you just, just make a noise. You'd be going upstairs, and you just hear like a like the yeah. voice, like just screaming. Oh yeah, all of, when you sit downstairs and she hears something, and you're like, oh god, what's and, not happening now? Every time, like they would come back and come back, and you're like. What are we about mm. to see when that door opens? Yeah. It was like I said, it reminded me of the fly. Where like every time yeah, yeah, you so come yeah, back yeah. to him, like what stage is his body at now? Yeah, like yeah. and you know, uh, yeah, no, it's a. <laughs> I think it's very rare that a film lives up to like a film that's been, you know, such a part of pop culture has been spoken about, talked about, built up, and then like dismissed by other people and blah blah blah, and then you go. Has in it been it, dismissed? Well, some people, I think some modern horror fans say that it's tame or it's not like, or it's boring. I mean, I've heard no. that, that. I've heard people describe it as boring. And I'm like, I don't know what film you're watching. Like, there's, there's okay, there's not four jump scares per per minute, but uh, this is how you make horror. This is without a doubt, without a doubt. And I'm saying this is kind of going to give it away for me for the, for the last two rounds, but. Without a doubt, this is one of the greatest horror films I have ever seen. It is right up there, bumping along beside The Shining and The Thing for me. Like, it is by way better than I thought it was. I hoped it was going to be. It's very rare that, that happens that the film exceeds my highest hopes. And this did. This is just incredible filmmaking. Uh, should we move on? <laughs> oh, before we do, actually, there's one thing. No, it's it's not. Oh, but, but actually, could you go? Well, and I got one more well, thing. Well, it's not really hard so much as just it was like I found it hard to watch. Was do you wonder doing that like blood test injection on her throat? Yeah, I neck. was I was setting it up for you a couple of times. And I mentioned the hospital. Yeah. I oh in yeah, no, because I, 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 I could see you wincing yeah, beside me while watching. It. I know because what I was waiting to happen first was because she was doing kind of sudden movement. I thought like she was going to move and going like cut her. Completely well, open. I thought she might. I thought there was tension in that. I thought she might attack them. I thought that as well. But then when you just see the blood spattering through, yeah, I was yeah, like, "Oh yeah. my god!" It was like, and, and I found that really hurt. No, to right? It's it's weird how that scene is really impactful, mm. and that's a perfect example of subtle horror. Mm. Like there's nothing like that was a child going to a doctor and getting tests done, but he masterfully directed. It is an intense horror scene. There's nothing. I mean, how would you describe that as horror? A girl goes to a doctor and gets tests done, and blood spurts out. Okay, yeah, we've all had blood taken. Maybe it didn't splatter as far or whatever. <laughs> I hope but not. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, like, but like that's. I mean, like realistically, you know, a nurse isn't going to be worried, or a doctor isn't going to be worried about yeah. that. Like, it's just a simple thing. It happens because blood, you know, goes at high pressure, and mm. you know, it can splatter out like that. It happens all the time. Um. Yeah, but like it's amazing that that is a perfect example of the skill on display in this film. How that scene is an effective horror scene. Mm-hmm. But one thing we didn't mention, and we I can't believe we didn't get, was the special effects. Mm. Special effects in this film 
And the makeup effects. Everything. Everything in this film is practical. Mm. This is 1973. It was released. It was, what, 72 probably when it was made? Like, it looks better than the vast majority of, you know, effects-filled um, uh, films released today. I mean, I, I mean, I'm even including, like, ones with good CGI. Yeah. This looks better. Like, um, I saw it was um, Red Letter Media um, do a great... Uh, recently, I just watched it. They were talking about a review of The Exorcist and he was they compared the scene with when they walk in and all of the items are flying around the room mm. and they compared it to the poltergeist and the same thing is happening and the poltergeist they're, they're clearly like uh, pieces matte painted in onto the cell mm-hmm. and, you know it, it's clearly not happening yeah but in that film it was happening and it's and that's why it's so believable because it feels mm. real. You know, like hovering off the bed and all that stuff. Like it just. Looks... I don't even know. I mean, I, I'm sure. Like he used a lot of magicians' tricks and stuff like that, and obviously classic Hollywood tricks. But uh, I, you know, I didn't care how it was made. But I'm just so impressed looking back that I I couldn't see the strings in so many mm. cases. Yeah. And the only bit, as I said earlier, was the makeup job on the demon mm. looked ridiculous, especially considering how amazing her prosthetics were do you remember that when she's in the kitchen and she comes back and lights kind of flickering you see a quick flash of his face on like top of the cooker thing. yeah just weird i just think that was strange like that just there's a quick little flash like, mm-hmm. yeah. i didn't think it needed that mm-hmm. I, I that face every time i saw that face i felt like eh. it took me out of it slightly it was the only part of the entire film that i didn't like was that face um but i, I can see how i mean you know it's a good idea although i think that that's one of the instances that was added afterwards oh, the, right. the face appearing a few of the others were, were the spider walk wasn't mm-hmm. in it and um at the end uh with uh um um father the other priest you know his friend um oh he does Karis's friend yeah Karis's friend when he meets the the, the inspector mm. um at the end of the film is it mm. <coughs> um, uh, that's not in it. It ends just oh. as Kara's friend walks away. Okay. And also the medal. Um, when she gives the medal to he him, he gives it back to her. He gives it back to her. In the original, um, he doesn't. I was glad to give it back to her. Yeah, I I think so as well. It's interesting. Um, um, do you want to go to the omen? Yeah. Okay. Other yeah, well, we didn't really okay. We we can discuss them in the characters, but we didn't actually discuss the ending of the movie. But we can discuss it in in. Yeah. Uh, and characters um okay the omen uh i'm going to say something very controversial mm-hmm. this isn't a horror film what would you say <laughs> what is not it's a it's a psychological thriller uh supernatural psychological thriller with 25 minutes of horror at the end <laughs> Like it is not a horror film, <laughs> and I mean, like, yeah. But do you think the tone that is always that like, kind of hovering no, over? No, I I thought like there's a couple of moments, uh, like sure, what about when he's impaled by the thing? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of moments, couple of moments. But I mean, at that, yeah, that like Mrs. Baylock coming in and like yeah, Mrs. Um, Mrs. Baylock is horror. She has she has horror elements, too. but there's so much of this movie that is just um boring <laughs> um, really yeah uh, like uh, there, there are bits of it that I like definitely but I'll be honest I was around the hour mark and I was I was checking to see how long was left in the movie uh, I love this film I thought I 
find it. I, I didn't go into Italy and trying to figure out like yeah, that. Had, like, from the once Jennings comes in and reveals the mystery, then I started waking up. I was like, okay, okay, we got something here now. But up until well, what about like him kind of like again? This is more in character, I suppose. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll just bring it in. Go for it. What are you, what are you going to say? I was going to say, like, uh, him, kind of, uh, uh, Robert, kind of, being told, like, that, you know, um, you know, your wife is going to be pregnant, that you're going to lose the child, and him having to deal with all that, and then, like, that your son is not really your son, and he knows he adopted him, and then thinking, like, you know, he, the doubts keep creeping yeah, in. Yeah, but he, that's all in the last half an hour or No, so. but not, not even for it, because I remember when it's, like, um, he, he meets the doctor, uh, the psychiatrist and he's like saying I think she should have an abortion and he's like no and he's like I want to know your reasons and he says it was foretold that this uh, child would die Yeah, I want to see that it doesn't like all that stuff like I thought mm. that was very interesting you know him trying to deal with all that and like just the puzzling nature of it all like and kind of and then that like his wife starting to become fearful of Damien uh, you know all that stuff yeah I mean like uh, it's, it, felt, it felt like the build up and this is funny because I, I was complimenting the build-up and the exorcist and not rushing into things too soon. But I, I was captivated from the start and I was captivated by, by Kara's story and I was captivated by Chris's story and then and even Regan as well, other more so Kara's and, uh, and Chris. Um, and then obviously Burke's, you know, uh, death as well and, and the kind of the, the investigation there and like what's happening here. It was all interesting, you know. It was all facets that are, you're keeping hold. With this, I don't know. It just, um, I mean, like I, you know, the um, um, that famous scene. Um, what did you say? Look at me, Jason or uh, Damien? What it's is all for you. It's yeah, all for like you. that scene. Like, that, that that is an excellent scene. And and the impact and of, of the because there's silence and then yeah, bang, like, shatter of the window. Shot excellently, really powerful, really effective. Um, that is an excellent scene. Um, but it just. Uh, I want the stuff with the photographs. I like that was really interesting. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, I, like what? I, I, like the f- I, I, I wish I that was the only one of the few bits of the film that was spoiled for me going in. I knew the reveal of what they were. I wish I didn't because that is an excellent setup. I really like that. Um, I, I really like once Jennings gets involved. That's when I start getting interested in the movie. I mean, it's interesting bits. I, I, like, it's funny because I mean, I do find you know Christianity and religion interesting. I read about it and stuff in my own time, but uh, it just didn't grab me. Uh just on horror moments, then like moments that did have horror. Like I thought the scene with the with the tricycle when he knocks her over the balcony and that kind of um the squeaky sound of the wheels mm. before it hits her and that kind of almost silence again. Like you were saying, there was no music yeah. hanging off the balcony. That was very kind of disturbing but it's something about the wheels the creaky wheels coming nearer and knocking her over um uh the dead catty's dead as well i thought was really creepy when she's kind of the thing over her face and she just turns around and uh, mrs bay like this kind of starts walking towards her yeah um she's really creepy in the film i think yeah mrs baylock is definitely was much uh much appreciated by me she was when she was on screen i, I was paying attention and, and like just when she first came she's like you know saying oh i hear my papers my references and then i can see your boy now and then she walks in the way her tone changes like you know have no fear little one yeah I'm here. And, and then there's that shot from the hallway from outside at her by the door it's a gr- really creepy shot it's just her standing by the door 
and just you, you can't even see Damon. You just see her looking towards him, and you see from from out in the hallway it's kind of a long hall, narrow kind of hallway yeah um i thought that was a really creepy kind of visual yeah no it was it was a um, nice it was a nice shot and i, I did like mrs Baylock um and the dog stuff kind of worked um but just a lot of it well see the build-up is needed right and I, I like the fact that they're not rushing into things but it's not scary <laughs> it's not not even horror like mrs Baylock, you know her eyes are quite captivating and you kind of her struggle against uh um against um Kathy, is it? What about the is scene Kathy, Kathy, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. What about the scene where like he finds like his the body, the remains of his son like that, yeah, that yeah was... as, as I said, the last twenty minutes, half an hour are a different movie. Oh I'm just talking I'm touched bringing in the okay, horror okay, stuff. So, yeah, the yeah. Horror we're talking that, about. that that's an excellent scene, an excellent reveal and and I like And I, the I, fact that he can find out that his son was murdered. Let me talk yeah, let me talk about let me talk about what I did like. I I, I did I think that was that was a really That's harrowing. Uh, yeah, it was harrowing. It was hard to watch. You see his little skull with like cracked open, and where he's left like in this yeah. like this decrepit, yeah. horrendous place. Like you know, you you feel for him definitely in that scene. Um, and like the fact that in the mother's grave is like a dog or something. Yeah, some kind of just an animal. Because you remember the the, uh, the priest said like you kind of hear him saying like uh, your mother was a jet, and he kind of the people burst in. Yeah, I thought I could. I was like, that doesn't sound like he's going to say a demon. It's a jackal, like yeah, a jackal, or yeah, yeah. it's not like he's going to say jackal. Yeah, jackal's like a dog, yeah, like dog creature, type of dog. Yeah, yeah. that's. I wonder what that would have was. Um, but yeah, that scene was like, oh my god, that he, that he, you know, realizes now like it's all true. But then even like him having to come to terms with like everything's pointing to it that like yeah okay this is what it is I have to kill him but then he feels I have to kill this child this child who I've raised as my son for five years it's not yeah. easy to just go yeah I can kill him now yeah. you know there's that, that, that dilemma that, that is by far the the, the, uh, the most kind of um, emotional aspect of the whole and even world. when when he's and about he, to it, kill it, him it, like it a David no daddy no because he doesn't understand yeah. so in a way you like, he says himself like he's just an innocent child and in a way he is mm. he didn't make himself be this no you know? no it's it's all of that I really liked. Like as I said, once Jennings and him kind of leave for Rome, I woke up and I was like, okay, this I like. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. And like it became a movie I was invested in, and I, you know, I was I, I enjoyed the mystery and the full of the mystery, and then like you know, like him finding out that his wife is dead, just after warning her friend that she's dead, and then they go and they meet your man, uh, which is a little odd. The whole guy in the um, city thing, but um. Beacon H- or Buchenhagen. Yeah, whatever the hell yeah. that was. Uh, like, I mean, like, if he knew how to do why didn't he go himself? Like, you know what I mean? Like, this guy was showing him how to kill Damien and the... Uh, Almost, like, in the shape of, like, a cross. He had to do, like, six of them. Or yeah, something. or something. But, like, it just... Uh, like, one thing that annoyed me was um, you've got this massive, you know, conspiracy, basically, by Satan to take over the Earth to by getting Damien into, as we turn out at the end, in with the president, he's been mm-hmm. adopted by the, the president mm-hmm. of America. So now he is the he is the son of the president, and he and we're saying through politics he will have his influence and mm-hmm. take over, right? And that that's all a really good concept. I like all of that. It's a very clever um, uh, idea, um, and they justify it well with with, with passages from 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 the Bible. Um, but it's like if people are aware that there is like this guy seems to be aware that you know that. Damien is the Antichrist. The Antichrist is on Earth, and this is how you kill it. 
why would they send one man back to do it? Why not send like a huge group of them, an army? You know, like you would do anything. I mean, you're literally talking about the the future of the souls of every human on Earth. You know, the lives of a human on Earth, and you're just sending one guy back. Yeah, you go do that. Like, shouldn't you send someone with him? Why didn't he come with him? Two of them do it together. I understand, obviously, for the purpose of the film, that's not what they want. But it's just, it's a weird plot hole. I didn't think that, no. But I don't, I try not to be too negative, because I know I've been very negative so far. Most of, uh, of pretty much everything else in the last act, I, I really enjoyed. Um, uh, I, you know, the, the, the reveal of his son was very harrowing. It was a great horror scene with the music and the dogs after that, trying to get out. His arm goes through the... Yeah, you know, it was all, it was shot very well. It, it, what That was pure horror, mm. that scene. Um, and, and then he, the final, and, uh, Jennings' death was like Final Destination. Yeah, no, yeah. The, the, it was, it was, it looked excellent, like for most of it. Mm. It was like, it was shot really well. But then... The spin of the head. The spin of the head and everything. Yeah. But when they... The, the final shot of we see of Jennings with his head lying on the mm. ground, it felt a bit Al Snowy. What does everybody want? You know the um, the, the mannequin head. But I I think it's once he had said like uh, well, if you're not going to do it, I will. I was like you know, that, that was, fate had decided you, that, that you that we have to remove you yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was very um, final destination. Mm. Um, but it was creepy as well. Oh, like, yeah, the know, whole I, thing I, in the I, picture. It, it, even, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, the picture thing is just a fantastic mm. idea. It really is. You know, it's such a subtle, creepy... Mm, really. um, uh, you know, that you can photograph someone's death. Because it seems so innocuous at the beginning, uh, you know, early on, like, just like, oh, that's, mm. that's kind of strange. And then... Yeah, like, it was just like, an you know, um, an error in, mm. in the development of, of the film or something. And then you see it over and over again. I have to say, why was Jennings following him everywhere? Like everywhere, he was a Robert kind is. of a media photographer. Yeah, I know, of, um, I know, but like, is he that? Is he that famous? He's the ambassador to, America, you know, to Britain. He's well, like, after the stuff happened with the death, there was, there was a lot. Maybe, of, maybe. Uh, you'd have a lot of media about yeah, no, you. Maybe, maybe, um, one other small thing, just uh, uh, it's uh, it's not really again, not really horror, but like um, it was um, uh, oh, and during the start of the film, so when they're near the river, yeah, and I think they've lost Damien. Yes, yeah. Again, it's that kind of thing. It's like a child in Paris, like a child yeah, falling yeah, into a yeah, river. Yeah, yeah. It felt disturbing. It, uh, did, it felt yeah. like a real thing. Yeah. Um, um, it, 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 I did feel that. I felt their panic very yeah. well. Yeah, that was good. The, the only thing, and this is not a fault of, of the film, you know, the film isn't that fault here. It's just, I know that Damien is a monster, mm. so I don't feel as worried for him, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But that's not the fault of the film. And again, just more hit kind of a real yeah. thing inside yeah, you, it, a child. It, it, it's like it's that real panic of just the, that's a real fear of a child being in danger. Peril, yeah. yeah. And then also, I, I like that the start. So, like you know, it's like it says the sixth of June at six a.m. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a, was cool. it, it was you know it was done well. The six six six, you know, a, a birthmarks on the skin and everything, mm-hmm. um, all you know, nice concepts. Um, and also I really liked the um when he comes back to the house and he has you know like actually with the dog that was the scariest um scene. In the yeah, film. the silence. Yeah, when he comes back to the house. Yeah, it was done very well, very very effective. And you you see the dog kind of the, and then kind of yeah, mini the chanting. Yeah. yeah, it was weird because it was like. Is that the sound of the dog panting or is it chanting? I wasn't sure if it was Mrs. Bailock chanting. Yeah. 
uh, you, you could tell that it was maybe it was whatever was um, kind of controlling the dog. Yeah. You know, was kind of making that sound, mm. and it, it that was, was really genuinely creepy scene. Creepy scene yeah. It was, and that's my favorite scene in the, in the movie. That and maybe um, it's all for you, Damien. Mm. Uh, those two scenes are the most just like oh my, you know, like you know, really kind of feel it, and maybe the the baby reveal as well was also excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, and then obviously misses you know the reveal of, and he's still hesitating about what to do with him. Yeah. <clears throat> Mrs. Baylock comes in and attacks him out of nowhere like a rabid dog. Yeah, he's up in the oh, vent. She's her in death the... was the most satisfying thing in the film. Oh though. my god, she was just so glad that yeah. she was killed. Because um, every so many characters you like or are attached to, like Caddy mm-hmm. dies and Jennings dies. All these characters I like, they all kind of die, and then you're just like even the priest. I like the priest as well, um, and then. It um, you're like, oh, finally, someone, you know, obviously the ending then like Robert is killed, so it's like, it, it's it's a real downer. It is, yeah, and then like he's alive, obviously, you know, then mm. alive at the end, because yeah. you assume it's the two of them in the coffins first, the way they shoot it, you know, the way they shot. Um, well, obviously, I knew that it yeah. was, but I think that's but the way they've done it. That's like, not you know? a fault of the film. Yeah. Uh, the film can't blame for that. For being success, you can't blame mm. a film for being successful and being a part of pop culture. But um, yeah, um, I guess it's like the I, I I wish they could have gotten to the mystery sooner and build up the reveal for one act, not two. Uh, and then when him and Jen- Jennings get together, that that's when the film became interesting mm. to me. But like two thirds of the film yeah, I know there were bits that I liked I liked Mrs. Baylock I liked you know it's all for you Damien um, and and even the priest's death you know uh, was good as well but I think he was locked out of the church you know yeah that's funny but you wonder like did, did um... I have a theory on that actually yeah when we get to oh, you um... want to do it on these characters yeah okay but um, but yeah I wish they could have just brought it f- one act on that mm. And then two acts on on what he did. Yeah, I I I think it's a really creepy film. Like I really feel the horror, and it's, uh, it's very unsettling. A lot of unsettling moments in it, as we've touched on. So that's kind of yeah, I'm closing on it. Okay, so um, will we vote? Yeah, I suppose we will. That's <laughs> the next step. Okay, um, I'll vote first because mm-hmm. it's obvious how I'm voting. Uh, this probably the easiest I've ever had in a round. I'd say. Really. I, I think maybe. Um, The Exorcist is without doubt one of the greatest horror films I've ever seen. It is probably one of the greatest films I've ever seen. Uh, I thought it was astounding filmmaking, acting, special effects. Uh, just I would say near. I would say it's pretty much horror perfection, and. Uh, it takes the round for me. Yeah, yeah, this is a tough round. Cause I think, I think the uh, Exorcist is more shocking in its horror. Um, but I think the Omen is creepier. So I'm really struggling on this one, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you think the Exorcist is more shocking than creepy. And I'm not trying to sway you one way or the other, obviously. I mean, you, you I think the Exorcist is a more shocking film. Like it's like it's yeah, but like, there's, a lot, there's a lot of creepiness uh, in it as well. Like. Yeah, but I think I 
Mm. We've got uh, silence here, Liam. <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. I'm t- I, no, I guess. Okay. Just, just, just tell us what you're thinking. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Like, I'm gonna go on like which I would find scarier if I was watch like. I'd watch when he's like four in the morning or something, and it's like pitch black, like in a big massive castle or mansion or something. Yeah. Um. Like I. I think I'm gonna go with the omen. Okay. We go with the omen. So yeah. it's um, it's close. Like I just go with the omen. Okay, so that's probably the most we've disagreed in around, I'd mm. say ever. Um. Okay, so it's uh three one to the omen. Going into the final round, um, so we she vote. won. Oh, we see. We both voted for. Oh, and the music. Yeah. Oh, get you. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. Keep up, Liam. <laughs> mm. Okay, so um, before we go into the final round, um, we'll just plug uh the old social media where you can find us. So we're on um movie Twitter. Movie back. Uh, okay. back. <laughs> movie bat that's a new one movie bat um, yeah we've, we've started a new social media network called movie bat um, okay so we're on twitter um, it's uh, at the movie battle pod p-o-d um, and on instagram the, the movie battle podcast and facebook movie battle podcast um, we release uh, unique pixel art to, to, to go along with each uh, episode um, on all the social media posts, we use the hashtag the MVP, find out the truth that. Um, Liam? Um, wait, what did you say? <laughs> Sorry, I trailed off there. First. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> um, we are also on YouTube uh, where we have an animated intro, and you can check us out on that. And um, move out we, podcast at gmail.com. Yes, well done, Liam. Yes, <laughs> Thanks like, for joining um, us. He's, he's still, he's still going, mm, who do I, who, what should have won that last round? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so if you if you want to email us any thoughts, comments, you know, we'd love to hear from you. You know, uh, did you really disagree with us? I imagine you're going to disagree with one of us in that last round, definitely. Um, you know. Yeah, we just like to hear from you. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Just go, oh, I hate listening to you every week. I'll download it. My guy can't stand you. I'd love to hear if oh, that's no, the no, case. I, I, I thought it never end. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, just on a slightly different topic, um, we've mentioned a couple of times over the last few weeks that we're working on a movie, and it's finally finished. We're going to be releasing it uh, on Halloween, um, 12 a.m. Uh, Irish time, um, which is probably be the 30th in America. People are probably, depending where they are, so maybe yeah. like 9 or 10 o'clock. Yeah, it could so be earlier like even. Um, America. But yeah, uh, it's called Shantir. It's a short horror film about Irish mythology, inspired by Irish kind of Celtic mythology and uh, the um, the perilous state of the Irish language. Uh, in Ireland, in modern Ireland, and how the the uh, the island itself tries to um, fight back. Um, yeah, so if you we'll, we'll we'll link it up on all social media and stuff like that. So if you want to give it a watch, you want to critique us, fire away. Okay, is so, it short? Throw the title in. The, the, I think yeah, it's called Shantir. Shantir, which is in is Irish for or Osquilga, as we say. Um, for the ancient land or the old country, but yeah, okay. Cool. So Shantir. Um, 
So final round. Final round. Round three. Characters. So, um, I'm not sure who you have for Exorcist. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, there you go. I did, I did the two priests, yeah. Regan and, and Chris. Yeah. I had like a brief mention of like... Um, the detective. The detective. I kind of oh, liked him. He, I did as well. I, his name escapes me. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name, but he just had, he had, so he had a few like, good how do, moments. How, how bad are we? My God. What have we seen for the first time? Like, no, I you know, know. And we're dealing with two films, like, so his characters in the old one. Okay, we're also releasing the movie. To be fair to us, we're pretty busy this week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a bonus let's... episode, on, uh, actually on Halloween as well. Yes, yeah. No, it's going to be crazy getting all that out here at the same time, especially. But it, when, as Radiohead once said, you do it to yourself. You do. Um, okay, where are we going? You start. To, you keep talking there for a second while I'm. Searching. You always do that. Just, just, just babble along. Well, just a, you know, people don't uh, like silence. <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? I'm looking up to see what the character's name was. The detective. Mm. Just uh, call him the detective. You know, it's it's fine. Like people know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know, but it's not Is it? I don't know. Keep, keep he, yeah, but he kind of he was kind of humorous actually. I mean, you can mm, see why he he's suspicious of you know of the regarding the situation, like you know, because obviously with the priest going visiting her often, you know, uh, Chris. So he's right to be suspicious, but he's also kind of quite funny, like you know, with talk talking about the movies and um, um, when he uh, asks for her autograph, you know, and yeah. he says like it actually. He pretends it's for his daughter. He says, I, I'll be honest, it's actually for me, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do how do you spell it? What's yeah. her name? Yeah. What, very wel- welcoming, humorous moments, you know. Lieutenant you William F. Kinderman. Yeah. yeah. The detective is fine. <laughs> yeah, I just did a brief thing on him. He, yeah, you know, no, I, I, I agree. I, I really liked him as well. Mm. He's, um, He has that kind of thing that uh, like a lot of TV and movie detectives have where they're kind of... Um, they try and kind of trick you out with their kind of being laid back and nice. Sure, I'm only just having a chat with you, but like at the same time, they're constantly watching and assessing mm. everything you are. They make it look like they're kind of maybe a little even slow or dim-witted, but yeah. they're actually really intelligent and calculating. And he has that, and and it was a perfect kind of added stress and pressure that he he comes in and like it's the last thing Chris needs is like somebody investigating and mm. talking to her, and then she has to like. Put on this pretense of yeah, really being this, and... you know, because she is a famous actress, mm. you know, in 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 the in the, in the world yeah. of this movie, and you just see her have to turn it on, and like the last thing she wants to do is pretend she's happy, mm. and you know, um, Burke is awful, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. he talks to the the the, oh, yeah. the old guy, really, like, really, really, quite re- xenophobic. Yeah. Um, when he's drunk, he's just like, yeah, you know. He, you know, and one thing I have to say about Burke, and again, it's another another mystery that they leave open. Like, what? Well, how was he in Reagan's room? At what point did he go up to the room? Well, remember you want the the one who's working for Chris. She yeah. says like I had to pop out, and Burke was there, so I asked him to, to keep an eye on her. Oh, remember? yeah, I totally missed that. It was Burke. Oh, yeah, I thought it was. Um... I thought it was um the the actual the butler at first uh, I forgot I mix up the names mm. and I and then I never kind of put it back together piece together in my head okay that okay because that was something I was like 
How in the name of God did he get in his room? Right. Okay. So Regan kills him. Mm. Um. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. Uh. Yeah. But he he really is a nasty guy when he's drunk. Certainly. Um. Played by a favorite of Jack yours. Jack McGowan. Yeah. He's, um. He was in Fearless Vampire Killers, and he was in um Cul de Sac, and he was actually Samuel Beckett. He was like one of his favorite actors to use in a lot of plays. Um, very eccentric kind of. Good Irish kind of, actor. Good Irish actor, yeah. <laughs> he was actually in The Quiet Man as well. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, very, very good, great character actor. Kind of, um, uh, but he actually, from what I heard, he died of pneumonia while they were making the film. Oh, really? Like, yeah. So. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So I wonder, like, would he have been maybe been maybe a little more the film? Possibly. Um, yeah. I think that it was during production that it happened. Wow. Um, I might be hundred. I might. I might be wrong. Yeah, on because that, they, they set that. it up like you know when she's saying like you know um you're gonna marry Burke, aren't yeah. you? And it's like what? And even mm. like I'm like what really? Yeah. I mean that's not been set up at all. Yeah. Maybe they would have had other scenes where they were setting that Possibly, up. Or something. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Maybe it was after, but I know it was around that time. I remember reading about it around that time. But um. Uh, but yeah, we went to Father Marin. The, yeah, the, the, old the older priest. priest. I, I had the older priest. Old priest, young yeah. priest combo. I always think of um, yeah, yeah, uh, Doctor um, Evil. Evil. Uh, yeah, so for me, like he's quite an intriguing figure. Um, you know, like he starts off and it's like he's kind of like an old Indiana Jones or something. Um, he just, it's it's weird. It's like it starts off. There's nothing scary or anything, mm. but I just. I'm in straight away. I'm fascinated by him and what's he doing and what's yeah. he's finding, what's he discovering. Well, when he finds that little artifact, it's like yeah. he kind of almost becomes like hypnotized. He's kind of, for me, he almost gets knocked down by that horse and cart. Yeah. You know, it's like he's not aware yeah, of anything. See, remember, he, he finds a medal. Like, mm. this is like an ancient burial tomb. And how is there a, like a relatively modern Christian medal doing mm. in an ancient tomb? And like, I remember they say later uh, that. Um, they got him you know, with the bishop. You know, when Karis goes to the bishop to ask permission to yeah. do the exorcism, they're like, who do we get? And it was like, they said, they said him because he had prior experience. Yeah. So presumably he has already faced off against it. Yeah. And that's why he's going to the statue. He's like, okay, we're going to do this again. Are we? Mm. Like he knows what's it's coming. Gonna come. Yeah, because I wonder about that stare down. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And then and he, he leaves then, like he leaves yeah. his excavations and he comes back home. Like he must have known that I, you know, it's going to happen in America and I, I'm going to be there to fight him again. There, I have to fight him again. There was two interesting things as well. That, oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, it's boring and lame. No, it's a late, um, <laughs> a late recording. We are so. filming quite late yeah. tonight. Um, we ran out of time. But, um, so he, he, um, he just, it's well, interesting. Recording he quite late. Sorry. Yeah. It's interesting that he doesn't want to hear kind of any of the background of our case. So I think he wants to I wonder, was that like he doesn't want to gain too much info because he might form an attachment to the young girl and that might make it kind of like... Yeah, maybe. Uh, make it make himself weaker a bit. It could also be, you know, anyway, he's, he's talking about how the demon uses you. Mm. So he doesn't want to... He, the, little, the less he knows, the less the yeah. demon knows about him or yeah. something like that as well. But then like, he also, um, he asks... Uh, Chris, like, you know, what's her, what's her middle name? And she says, uh, Tracy. He's like, well, it's a lovely name. So he's almost trying to help Chris there, but like trying to r- remind her that, like, there's still the humanity of Reagan there. Like, I think so, you know? but also Teresa is a, is, a, is a biblical name as well. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly who she is from the Bible, but uh, it, it is a biblical mm-hmm. name. 
that he's probably just glad that she has mm. you know a, a Christian. And and then of course he te- he tells uh Karis how like you know with the exorcism, exorcism um uh like it'll mix lies with the truth to try and gain an advantage you know yeah which it did do like you know oh yeah <coughs> and then, and that but that's in a way though that's almost more haunting is it but which bit's the lie and which mm, bit's the truth yeah like again uh, yeah yeah so will we move on to Regan 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 or Regan because I felt like it was pronounced different ways throughout the film is it Regan or Regan Regan could be Regan but I also heard Regan as yeah, well maybe it's Regan um, I don't know Linda Blair <laughs> um, oh yeah before we move on just one final thing like Max von Sydow or Sydow I'm not sure how it's pronounced he, he, he was a young man in that film the actor played him I think he was maybe in his like 40s or something they put him in makeup yeah no he did look older especially yeah. at the start he looked older to start than he did when he was in the priest suit I thought I, like, I thought it was a different character for us. I was like is that that's the priest yeah he looked know, different I didn't notice that but mm-hmm. uh, um, I wouldn't have guessed that he was in really like you know old makeup no I wouldn't he looked have very realistic um, but yeah okay so it, it's funny I mean you know it's the exorcist and everyone knows about it you know has the image of her but she's I mean she is uh, a foil to the actual main characters in the movie mm. like she, she she is the a plot point more than a fleshed out character but we do meet her as a young girl and she is just a lovable you know she has a great relationship mm. with her mother um, I believe that's something about her phone or not coming to her birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You do, you do feel you feel sorry for her in that, and um, which you know, also we get to Chris, but like you know, it shows kind of how much she cares about her. That like, yeah. like you know, even like well, I, I noticed there's a rumor when um when Reagan when she started talking about are you going to marry asked are you going to marry Burke, and she's like so you don't care about him the way you care for dad, and it's mm. like you know I, lo- I love your dad. And clearly she doesn't from that yeah. phone call we see she doesn't, but she doesn't want to like bad mouth him in front of her daughter. Yeah. Um, which is quite telling again of like I how much she cares for Reagan. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. But um, um, for Reagan, like her struggle, like the transit. I mean, the performance is phenomenal. It really, really mm. is. It's incredible. I mean, for I'm not sure what age she was. I think she didn't was, she like break her back or something in one of those scenes? Did they were flipping on the bed or something? I think she nearly did. Or some, some kind of bad like, injury or something. I'm not I sure. mean, physically, it must really yeah. lot You, you wouldn't get away with it now. You couldn't do that for yeah. child now. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, that scene where she's shooting up and down in the bed. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's very powerful energy. Um, but for me, like as I mentioned earlier, but the help me on her stomach, on the inside of her stomach, it was like it was like she's trying in there, trapped with all the other voices, mm-hmm. you know, the demon battling still to get out and like and even like earlier on where she goes you know mother what's wrong with me you mm. know god like you, you do feel sorry for her. and you know at the end is always interesting that like um when chris is talking to caris's friend the other priest and uh it says like just she doesn't remember anything and then she sees his collar yeah. and she gives him like kind of a kiss on the cheek so i think something in the back of her mind Kind yeah, of I, something I, about that that she knew that helped her that was good yeah you know? uh, um, but you know what I think it's a possibility that she remembers everything mm. and she's saying she doesn't just for her mother's sanity yeah. 
because when she sees the coroner and she gives him a look, and I understand it could just be like it's a flash memory, like oh, that a priest saved me and gave his life for me. Mm. But uh, how how more harrowing would it be if she remembered everything? Yeah. So like that scene in Star Trek: The End of Next Generation, where um, mm. uh, oh no, sorry, the episode, yeah, the next generation, yeah, the episode, yeah, um, yeah. uh, the most with, with, no, 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 with with um, Chain of Command with the Cardassians, and then. Uh, Diana says to him, like, you know, no, wait, it was, no, sorry, it was Best of All Worlds. It wasn't the ending, though. It was near the end. She's like, how much do you remember? And he just he oh, says yes, everything. Yeah. Everything, yeah. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that's that's the case or not, but that's oh, I know. I'm just saying if, that, if it was. That, that was like my a... reaction. That's how I took it. Yeah. And to be honest, that felt so tragic to think that she remembers all of those actions that she did but even though it wasn't her doing it but mm. you know everyone who was there mother and in particular and the, the uh, nanny um would um her mother in particular you know the relationship between her and her mother mm. it would be uh yeah just an awful thought mm. um father demo mm. Uh, an incredible character performance mm, yeah. um, by uh, Jason Miller. Uh, really, really, really strong performance. And it was, as I said, it was a, like before he kind of gets involved with Chris and Reagan and all that. All of his stuff, like I was not expecting that in the film. It was like a no. great kind of um, uh, layer to the film. You know, totally welcome. That. Yeah. Um, Totally. Uh, I mean, when he goes into the, the the kind of institution with his mother, you know, and she's like, "Why do you do this to me?" You know, oh that, like, that was harrowing. Like, uh, and the dream. Oh yeah. my god! Like, and then she's calling out to him, and he's crying and running, mm-hmm. trying to get to her. Like that. That is just. I mean, and that that's like that. That's those area we're talking about. Like that's creepy. Mm. That that that's a, that's a haunting on a. On a on a whole other level, scale, yeah. like your soul is aching for him, and 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 then like kind of he's like, he's never kind of sure of himself, you know, which kind of ties into when he, during the exorcism with 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 uh, whatever's possessing Reagan, he's kind of unlike the older priest, he's kind of not sure of himself. So like, you know, when he comes back to his mother and he sees the pictures of, was it him or his father as a boxer? I think it was him. because yeah. remember after He does she, after, yeah. After like, she leaves yeah. her in the hospital, mm. which again, it's just, oh my but, God. But like he and t- he's punching the bag yeah. just to get his, but, fu- his frustration out. But when he, so maybe it was him, I wasn't sure it was him or his father, but he sees the boxing photo and he kind of, he takes off his, uh, the priest kind of, the white collar thing. Yeah. It's kind of, that, that seems kind of symbolic in itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, that like you know, he says like I want reassignment. He's he's not sure of the career choice he no, made, obviously. You know, thing. and like you know, so when he's walking around, sometimes it's only half on. And like when he's into the mental institution, they don't they they pull it. One of them pulls it off completely. I, I noticed. Catch one one of the women he was kind of talking to him, saying, "Can you help me?" Mm. Uh, pulls it. Actually, pulls it off. Which I thought was interesting as well. Again, I thought that was symbolic that of him kind of yeah. losing his fate or yeah, kind of losing yeah. the, the choice he made. You know, and all that, all that was really good and kind of symbolic. You know, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the struggle of the kind of path he's on. Kind of. His whole journey through this film um, was just captivating. Um, his performance, and again, like it was like even when there's not nothing horror-y going on, you care. Like even like you know when. 
he comes back and you know after his mother's died and he's like he's just just before the dream when he's drunk and lying in the bed and his friend the other priest comes in mm. and it's like you know, it's just, it's a scene that you just feel for them mm. and it's a, it's a dramatic scene there's yeah. nothing horror about it yeah. it's just two people you know helping each other or feeling in that moment just the desperation and the, the mourning. I mean, as you said earlier about the line where he, where he um his uncle tells me about like you know if you had a different career path you could be living in a penthouse now you know yeah. um and you just know that in his head he's torturing himself mm-hmm. over that thought and then the torture is kind of compounded by the fact that like you know again whatever's in reagan the whatever's the devil whatever it's kind of telling him that like you killed her you know so i think that's making underlining kind of the guilt even more and yeah. it's making him angry. Yeah, and the demon's playing him. Yeah. Like a, like a playing with his emotions. Like. Um, and like, and you know what, like, in that scene, the dream scene, I remember saying earlier <clears throat> about the medal, and I think that's, that's the same medal that Father um, Marin found, mm. which is weird. How is it, how does he yeah. get that medal? It's never explained. But um, that medal drops in the dream, right? Mm. Just when after his mother comes up and he's running, he sees the medal drop, and it's the carpet from Regan's room, and then it flashes to it dropping on the street here, mm-hmm. and I wonder is it like either his mother coming to him to say you failed me, don't fail her, because mm-hmm. um, you feel like that that's what he's doing is like. You know when he just says, "Come into me" at the end. Yeah. Like, "Come into me, take you know, I'll yeah. take me," and then he it enters him, and he raises his hand to like kill her. With mm. a, I mean, obviously he's going to kill her if he punches her, and he can, he just has control enough to kill himself, yeah. to save her, and to hopefully end the demon. Mm. Um, <coughs> yeah, and like I think it was because you know um, Chris says like, "Is she going to die?" and he just looks at her and says, "No." And I think yeah. it all came from that to help me yeah. that, but also the guilt of his mother. And then when he sees Father Merrin has been killed, that's yeah. the final straw where you snap and like I'm not, you know. And like, oh, and that's the oh, that scene where she's just sitting on the bed. She's free. That is so laughing. It's so. Well, she's looking like you're kind of like. Yeah, but then she's sort of like sniggering as well. Yeah. Like you know when uh, when he's like he's like he realizes that he's dead. And she just snigger off. Oh, well, she kind of, yeah, she kind of like kind of paralyzed almost. Like no, she but she's just like in not in any way worried. Just mm. like I was totally controlling the situation. Yeah, it's uh, th- that that's the creepiness I'm talking about. Like mm. it's not just a shock. No, yeah, I agree. Know? Yeah, um, and then like I another thing as well I found was, he, this is just me my reading of it, but he seemed like almost more fearful when he was with Father Marin in there than when he was on his own in the room because I think when he was with Father Marin he was he wasn't like Father Marin was taking kind of the leader role yeah. so I think he was more observant of things and making thinking more almost and he was more fearful where when he was on his own he was kind of had to take control so maybe he yeah, was being like less he observant kind of celebrating the, the no the yeah exactly decision. but like I'm saying he's that, almost even like yeah, the older boy yeah exactly yeah it was like he was celebrating but, but, but like I think when he was on his own, he kind of had to take charge more, kind of. So yeah. it didn't affect him as much. But I think when he was with the reporter Mern, he actually was more fearful because he was observing it more. Well, because, yeah, and he was probably you know, able to, uh, anal- uh, you know, overthink the situation. Yeah, yeah. But when, when it was just him, yeah. he knew it was, look, I am, I am this child's last hope. Mm. It's either me or she is doomed. 
and he takes it upon himself to find mm. the inner strength. Um, a great hero moment. Yeah. And a very untraditional hero mm. story, but a great hero moment. And, uh, uh, yeah, just a fantastic character, a fantastic performance. Uh, I you know, in some ways, you, like, you think, like, so I would say, like, it didn't go down well with you know people in the church and I can see I can see well it was banned in Ireland until what 1998 I couldn't believe that I was looking up just and I was like because usually when you look up a film wherever you're from it tells you to release when it was released in your country it was like October 98 I was like oh my god that's like 25 years after it um after it was originally released yeah you know yeah uh, Ireland if, if you're not aware Ireland, uh, up until the early to mid-90s, was culturally controlled by the Catholic Church and, and, and films were banned on the whim of, of bishops and, and cardinals of the country. And, you know, even laws were, were changed or brought in or not brought in based on how the church uh, suggested it goes. So we had a lot of, of, uh, of censorship in film and, and everything, literature and, you know, and but but the, but I think like thankfully those days are gone. But go on. <coughs> but I think if you actually like you said, especially Caris, uh, like his arc, like you kind of see like, you know what he does. He kind of like saves Reagan, you know, and kind of yeah. eradicates everything. You would in some ways you kind of go like, if you were yeah, he's, church, he's, he's you know, hero, like, yeah, he's yeah, a hero, yeah. like you know. Yeah, no, he, he saves her life. Mm. I mean, yeah, very much so. Um, um, so Chris, yeah, this this is. Again, I know, I know it's one of the best performances I've seen in a long time in the film. Uh, I I felt every moment of her pain, uh, and and at the beginning, her you know just her like rising uh, fears and just a sense of unease and unsure of what's going on, panic, and then just the desperate like when she goes to Karis. And she's like, "Will you, they sent me to you? Will you please, someone, won't someone please help me?" Yeah, and it's also interesting because, like, she early on establishes she's not religious at all, but yeah. it shows the desperation she's knows she'll do absolutely anything to try and just find a way to stop this. Yeah, know? and I love the explanation that the the doctors give because, like, it had been presented so realistically, and they were like, "Have you tried? Would you consider exorcism?" And I was like, "What? In no way, doctor would recommend exorcism." Mm. But then. Like when they say it's obviously it's not like you know, religious it's a mental thing, thing, but more it's just, so just a yeah. mental exercise. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, they tell it. Yeah, that 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 that's a good way of going to yeah. it. Yeah, and 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 so for her, that probably is largely yeah. it as well. But she's just like, I don't care. Mm. You know, she's probably like, you know, I would I would go to any religion out mm. there who would offer Assistance. save my daughter yeah. now. Um, one of the things that I did kind of struck me early on was like I like that so. Reagan is like reading a like a kind of a magazine, and she's on the cover of it, yeah. and she's like, uh, "Oh, what are what are you doing reading that?" Like, I think like she doesn't when she's home, she doesn't want to be seen as like a big superstar. Yeah. She wants to be seen as like a regular person. I kind of I like that that like she didn't want Reagan to see her as a Hollywood superstar. She wanted to see her as her mother, you know, a normal mother. Yeah, you know, a normal and, and, relationship. And, you know, like, and you see the relationship of her yeah. on set and yeah. um, relationship with her, you know the. Uh, her nanny and the butler and yeah. obviously with Regan um, and like and you really get to know her as a person you feel like you know her as a person and, mm. you know you, you care about her as a character before, as I said earlier before things start 
going horribly wrong. Yeah. And and that's why you care so much when things do start going wrong mm. and you feel pain and fear. Um, yeah, it's definitely like the, it's definitely um, a horror film that really uh, um, provides depth, a lot of depth to the yeah, characters. Yeah, you know, I, because it really it, was it, like it, it's got that visceral, you know, as we said, you know, the visceral can in your face horror, and mm. it does have that. Yeah, but like I think again, it, it, it's to- like, taking out of context. Uh, you can, I can, I understand obviously why I thought it was a certain type of film, but didn't realize that. The, the subtlety of the setup and the real, the kind of grounded tone of it, um, and the, the realness of the characters and how just how genuine they feel like real people having real conversations. Um, that you could take like several scenes of this movie out of it and put it into like, like you, you know, like I was mentioning earlier, like a taxi driver or something, and they wouldn't feel out of place at all, or Rocky or something, yeah, you know, um. Uh, just uh, it's just a phenomenal character. Um, overall, the character is just uh, like then there's another another thing. In fact, that like you know, so she's dealing with like you know what's happening to her daughter, and then she kind of has to basically cover up the fact that her daughter has killed Burke to the yeah. to the yeah. uh, detective you know attention that yeah. he brings to it so that's like another weight weight yeah. on her top for it it's like a double weight you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. like someone obviously that she really cared about you know like that in itself has been tough for her the fact that her daughter did it and she knows that it's probably likely she did it yeah no definitely They're like it's um you, you've got you've got her dealing with what's wrong with her daughter then the realization that her daughter is way worse than even her, the doctors ever feared. Mm. Then you've got the fact that her director has died and her friend. Mm. And then the detective is coming investigating her about it. And it's all just starting to snowball. And the world is just collapsing from every angle. Her career is, go- is not gone, but like the film she's working on is probably collapsed. Mm. Her daughter is possibly dying. And now there's a police investigation coming in. Uh, and which are all plot elements, but uh, so like just like she sells it so believably, mm. and, and the way she kind of has to, she put on that that facade, trying yeah. to hide it from yeah. it. Just real subtle, excellent storytelling. Mm. Um, uh, this is one one last thing. It's just a small thing, but uh, when she's in the bedroom early on in the film, you see like a picture of Reagan in the back, and it looks like she's praying. Her hands are kind of like place oh. like kind of clap i thought that was kind of interesting uh, you yeah. see it in the back it's just in the background it's not like obvious yeah, but yeah. it looks like she's kind of in prayer picture reagan on her on her nightstand uh, her bed. yeah no i didn't know that but that's interesting mm-hmm. but I, I would say one of the few i don't say an issue i had with the film um i wouldn't really say it's an issue necessarily it's just she her character is so amazing and so unbelievably active that mm-hmm. Uh, you miss her that she's largely not in the third act. Like at once the exorcism starts, <laughs> obviously she's not really involved in it because you know what would yeah. she? How could she be involved in it? But um, I'd like I'd have liked to just kind of meet her a little bit more in mm-hmm. that scene because the we're following it's her journey really yeah. throughout the first two acts. I guess then, you could have had a scene in splice. Yeah, like you know, when the, between when, the, well, you did have the one where he Karis comes downstairs and. Yeah, like, it, 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 it brings it back in with that. Um, 
like I I don't think there's um I don't think there's need uh necessarily that like it's a flaw. It's just uh it's something I noticed that you know it's kind of like a shame almost. Like I kind of I understand why they didn't because obviously you know narrative has to flow well and the tension mm. has to rise and you can't break that. Maybe they could have gotten rain. I don't think it's like an issue. It's just something I noticed that it was just like oh it's kind of a shame that she's not in the kind of most of the third act of the movie. Um, but it's a very, very small issue. I mean, if it's an issue at all. So we'll move over to the omen. Yeah. Um, Father Brennan. Yeah. I have to say, he is the <laughs> he is the worst presenter of information of any character I've ever seen in a film. Like. Who in their right mind would believe anything that man said? Mm. What a terrible way to convince somebody. And I, I, you know, I, like I, 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 I'm kind of I'm being tongue in cheek here because I, I get that he's panicked and probably terrified, terrified, and obviously, um, like he he had the mark, right? He was one. Yeah, of that's what I wanted to get into. Like, so I think he was probably like Damien. Yeah. Well, he, he was, wasn't. Well, he wasn't the Antichrist, but he was one of the apostles. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. So I, I was the thinking same like, as the priest who gave him. <coughs> who gave? Yeah, like yeah. he knew that guy knew. But he was one as well. Yeah, yeah, he knew that when he gave it to Robert that, that what that child really was. Because remember, it's they, crazy. They said that? he had a tattoo. Uh, they had the, the birthmark on his tie, the six six. <laughs> right. <coughs> Brennan had that. Remember, Jennings says that mm. when he was investigating. Yeah. He said he had had the birthmark. Yeah. Birthmark. So he was apostle. Like he was selected. So I was thinking like, <coughs> but I was thinking like, if he could kind of turn and like turn back turn to God can and like G- want, can yeah. Damien turn could Damien that's what yeah. I was wondering but like, I, I don't think that. that like Damien is the Antichrist mm. he was an apostle they do mention that they were apostles mm. the same with the priest as well mm. but maybe you know I mean it's it's, it's an interesting but yeah thought. it's crazy that like you look back on that and like that priest um, knew what he was doing when he told like uh, Robert to adopt a child you know yeah, no, yeah. Because well, you don't want to do this later. And then they have the line about, like, when they go to they meet him and he's, his eye is all kind of, you know, I just say that, like, he's forsaken God. Yeah. And he's like, he's struck down. Yeah. Um, but, um, which is on Father Brennan. Yeah, so he's just you know, a rambling lunatic, is what I have. Mm. Like, I mean, nobody would believe a word he would say. Mm. And you, and you, you, but you see why Robert doesn't for most of it. Yeah. It was only when he mentions that his wife's in danger does he pay any attention yeah. to alter it. Which is fairly you would, like if someone said that you would kind of. Yeah, and then obviously Wayne tells him that his wife is pregnant. Yeah, and then it kind of. You wonder how the hell he knows that. Like. Maybe some kind of still because he's like an apostle or whatever. Like, like, what's like Satan has like kind of like a. <laughs> like a group chat. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, lads, okay, so uh, the thing is, uh, Robert's wife uh, is pregnant. Um, he's got to make sure that baby dies, right? Okay, great. All right, off you do. Off you do. Uh, um, uh, Father Brennan has left the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he has an, a, a great death and setup. But it really mm. is an excellent concept. When when Robert walks away and the wind starts blowing, kind of yeah, no, it, 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 it was good. Uh, build up to that. Mm. Uh, I wonder, like, how, why he wasn't able to get into the church, was it, like. I, I, I'd it, say, or was it God say, say, not I'd wanting say, him? Hmm, it's interesting. I, yeah. I would say one or the other. Maybe either of them locked him. 
Yeah. I imagine it'll probably be the devil because he's trying to help God at this yeah. stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. So that was my thoughts of Mrs. Um, Mrs. Mrs. Bela. Bela. Yeah. yeah. Um, to me, first thing, one of the first things, but uh, soon after meeting her, I thought of Nurse Ratchet yeah. from One Floor of <laughs> She has that subtle menace about her and like pretending she's trying to help but really oh not. yeah it just um it was, it was actually a great performance yeah i'm saying sure. she was irish actually was she really I, yeah. I i don't know i don't know the actor's name um but she she uh she she she, she was she really needed for the movie because mm. obviously damien is a child and he can't really yeah and the child and we'll get to him in a minute i think does a good job, like mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but, but it's um, only so much out of so much you can ask of yeah. a child of that size. So she was, she had to have someone like mm-hmm. her in the film, and she does a really good job. But like, she uh, kind of s- subtly tries to alter things in the house, like so. Mm-hmm. You know, she has the argument, kind of. She wouldn't say it was an argument, but it was an argument with Cathy about like going to mass. Yeah, but like, what, 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 why? Like, is a fiver really going to get much of going to a church? Mm-hmm. You know. And she keeps kind of pushing it, like, if I may speak, speak my mind, miss, you know. And when Cathy's, like, adamant, like, no, I want him dressed and yeah. down in five minutes, she realizes, okay, Cathy's a problem now. We need to deal with her. Yeah. You know, it's like she's going to be... Like, that shot of her just standing on the stairs looking out into space, you can see that she's thinking, like, okay, so how do we get rid of her? Yeah. Um, but even, like, when she appears, I have to say, like, what terrible parenting. Like, hey, did you get her? No. Did you? No. Yeah. I was sent by the agency. And then, like, Robert's like, oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. So, right, off, off you go. Off into the room yeah. there, uh, unaccompanied. And like, even when she's like, I'd rather, in, you know, meet him on my own. It's like, no. no. Yeah, I wouldn't want my child. If, <laughs> no. I, was, if I had a child, I wouldn't want no, to. No, I, I know, to be fair, uh, this is a different time. This is, yeah. what, 76? Six. So, um, it's, a, it's a very different uh, world we're living in. People... I think we're generally more trusting back mm. then, um, and especially with uh, I say authority, but relative authority, people can't trust, uh, you know, authority. Mm. Um, but it, if, it, if you say that you're somebody, they would go, okay. Like if if a guy in an overall says, "Oh yeah, I'm here to fix this," you go, okay. <laughs> um, but like it didn't as well, like again, the kind of the clashing, like with the with the dog, you know, and like Robert saying, "Look." If we if we want a dog, I'll pick the dog, dog out, yeah, yeah. get rid of the dog, you know, and then like he she's he's there another night, and then he the next day he's like I thought what that dog oh he's gone now you know yeah, but yeah. again it's that thing of like she's trying to like subtly try to just alter all the things and get her kind of um yeah yeah she's just set 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 up the um stuff for Damien kind of yeah Robert is kind of um. You know, it's trying to, it's resisting it somewhat. Like, no, you're not taking over. You're just part of. Well, you work for us. Work for us, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. You're um, not going to be dictating. Yeah, what it's, comes it's, that, it's that. It's that tactical mm, passive aggression. Yeah. Uh, Which it, is it, what Nurse Ratchet. said Nurse Ratchet does that yeah, a lot, kind yeah. of the way she does. Well, stuff we're not no spoilers now for yeah. anybody who hasn't seen it. One for Cuckoo's Nest is a fantastic film that you should watch if you have. Anybody listening who hasn't seen that movie, watch it. But Julian, it's not like she says like about Miss. He's um when he's going to Italy with Jennings, he says like about Miss Horton minding Damien, and she's like, oh, she's left. Yeah. What? Yeah, she's just up and left. Yeah. Like I wonder, did she do something to I'd terrify him? I just want to kill them or something. Yeah. Um, she's obviously got no qualms about killing. Yeah. As we see, 
with the with Kathy. Yeah, God, that seemed really creepy. Yeah. She's just about to go. She's about to get out. Yeah, and 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 she's caught. And like, there's no chance of saving. A, a, a little convenient that like she shows up the exact moment she's about to leave. She's been lying in the bed for what we you know a week or more mm-hmm. at this point. But um, look, you know, it it adds the tension of the yeah. scene. So you you know you, you let it go. Um, and then and then like what I liked about her was that she's so <clears throat> calm and and mild mannered. You know, throughout the whole movie, and then. When like the facade is down and she knows that Robert it knows who yeah. Damien is, she's like a wild animal, yeah. attacking him, clawing him, biting him, doing whatever she can, shrieking. Yeah. She yeah, it's um you see kind of that's what she is. She was the whole time, but she was just being like she was holding herself back. Yeah. Um, because like I wonder if Robert hadn't figured out, they probably would have like been happy to have Robert there for another five or six years. To be honest, you know. Yeah, they wouldn't have an issue with that. I mean, mm. but the, he's the none whole, the wiser. Well, like, the, I imagine the whole plan was eventually to kill him, kill Kathy, kill him. Well, yeah. actually, I wonder because it, he's going to hurt if he did like that. He wouldn't hurt that money anyway, even if they died of no, old age. The and money then, is the influence. Yeah. Well, I know, but he but would no, eventually. Was, was, anyway. rich, yeah, the money, money. So you're right. Money was a factor, but it was a political influence. So he was a friend of the president. Mm. So they knew. Okay, so this is the next step. We kill them. Get him to the president. President mm-hmm. feels sorry for his friend. Feels sorry for a young child, a cute little little five year old kid. Um, uh, obviously, like the same way that um, um, that uh, the you know Brennan Father Brennan knew that she was pregnant. I'm sure they have like kind of you know foreknowledge of some yeah. events or yeah. idea of, like, beyond how a human would would perceive things or whatever. Um, so you understand the plan, but um, yeah, we went to Jennings. Yeah, uh, I love his line. It's at the start where he's like, um, "Joe wonder Damien's birthday party." He's like, "I'm not sure." Uh, we just uh, seen what was it? The heir to the Thorns Millions or Jesus Christ Himself? You know, <laughs> so that was a funny. Line. Yeah, no, that's a good line. Um, um, it, uh, funny about him it was that he kind of had this like. Um, like it felt like he'd been built up as an antagonist for mm. part of it. Like you kind of this kind of weird guy in in his um taking all those pictures and like yeah. Uh, when he's uh, like when he breaks the camera, he's like sorry, um, how much for the way oh, he's like uh, oh, let's just say you owe me one. You know, it's yeah, kind of... it it it's a little odd, mm. you know, and you know, it's him in the dark room just doing photo after photo, and, and you kind of you don't really know where it's going with him. Like yeah. he could easily have been an acolyte as well, mm. the way it was kind of set up, um. I like his character, though. I do as well. Uh, yeah, as I said earlier, like really, when he kind of comes into it fully, is when I kind of woke up in the film and I sort of really kind of like I I, I gotta say yeah, but I gotta say like the fact that you know so the Holly one you know took the picture and then she died and then he's one of uh, Father Brennan. Brennan and then like so then he sees himself so like imagine like what you'd be thinking like like what the hell like so you no wonder he wants to investigate and and help Robert because like you said like I'm involved now as well you know definitely you know? And, 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 but that would be terrifying imagine like uh, seeing yeah, that no, in it, the it, mirror it, refle- in fact it's in the reflection you know, it's subtle it's like something that mightn't be too noticeable but then you just and also the shape is like it is not really defined you really know what it is yeah. like it's hard to tell what it is but um, it's a great concept and you know 
could easily be a movie in itself. Oh, definitely. You yeah. know, like you photograph you your picture being a Twilight Zone. Yeah, Twilight, yeah. very much a Twilight yeah. Zone episode. Um, it is. It's a really good aspect to the film. A very interesting uh, component to it. It's kind of like when we were talking about um, last week with the witches, and we were saying how um, you could have gone a different way completely mm. with the the girl in the yes, painting and all yeah. that. This could have been a different movie. we were just following him and foretelling his own yeah. doom, and then how to figure out how to stop it or whatever, or maybe even not. Um, but but he's a much kind of needed as well, kind of um, yeah. ally to Robert. Like Robert needs something, you know. Just to kind of share the burden somewhat, yeah, you know, yeah. um, you know, with the research and just kind of even just kind of stuff with the the bur the the burning of the hospital, you know, he's able to kind of supplies, you know, figure out. Yeah, some and, stuff and he's like, done a lot know. of work for Robert. Yeah, I mean, kind of a uh, bit of an exposition dump when he's like telling Robert everything that he's investigated. Mm. Um, but I was I was glad to get it because I was like, finally mm. something <laughs> that I'd actually interesting um but um i thought he was gonna like roberto i thought he was gone at the um when they you know when the, the dogs the, yeah i thought he was gone yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought it was good that he didn't because you assume yeah I, I was sure i was sure he was gonna die there mm-hmm. I, I should be clear again let me clarify this but i had never seen the omen before we i watched it for this liam had seen it mm-hmm. several times but i had never seen it. i'd seen a couple of clips but i didn't know the mm-hmm. ending or i didn't well, I thought I didn't, but then when we got there, I I did. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know what happened to Jennings or or, or like I didn't know that um we we'll get to Robert. I didn't know I didn't know what happened to Robert mm. or Kathy, um or didn't even know who Mrs. Bailey was. I'd never even yeah. seen the movie, so there's a lot of it I didn't know going in. So my reaction is was a, a first time viewer's yeah. reaction, same as the reactions. And the Kathy. Yep. Um, like she like. You know, obviously, she wants the child <coughs> so much, yeah. and like, you know, she adores and is super protective of Damien, and like, I wonder was there even a bit of an influence in that, like early on, like the, uh, that she loved him so much. That was that like, was there some influence there maybe as well? Influence in what? Like, like, not so much that she's being corrupted by the devil, but like that something was there to kind of ensure that she. That she's like taking care of and loves him. I mean, like, I, yeah, I, no, I, I don't I think it was genuine love. Yeah, I don't think well, so because remember, even like when Robert at the start, like the whole point of why Robert took the baby and that wasn't his in the first place was that if she she wanted the baby so much yeah. that if she if she finally it died, that she would yeah, die. You know, inside, it would kill her. Yeah. Um, so I don't think so. I think she just genuinely wanted a child. Mm. She loved having a child, and you know, you see her. You know, she's in love with life and she's happy and, you know, loves everything about where we're living and blah, blah, blah. You know, um, you know, just a kind of idyllic family mm. situation. And then it's very kind of subtly it breaks down. Like, there's little subtle things. Like, so there's like the church incident. So that's just one thing. And then, um, and then there's the, the, the zoo. And that's yeah. when she kind of starts thinking there's something. You know, she's not saying it, but she's thinking it. Like, there's something wrong in him. And she's becomes fearful of him like you know she even says like to the psychiatrist that like she thinks that Damien's going to kill her yeah you know well, which is true like well that's but like people <laughs> yeah. around him are going to try and kill her but he does kill her yeah but I don't think he meant to do that did he like, he knocks her over and she falls off well that's true I know you're right because he's, he, he, he doesn't understand he doesn't kill her you don't, you don't think he understands I don't think so because he smiles does he doesn't he no he just runs away. No, 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 but like, 
the very last shot of the movie is him smiling. Oh, yeah. I don't know if... He, he is the Antichrist. I know he is, but I don't... See, I've seen the sequel, so that helps as well. Okay, but well, just... uh, we can't comment on okay. the sequel. We can't comment on the first one. Yeah. He didn't smile, though, when when um, when she fell. I think he was just... He didn't know... As a child, what he's... Yeah, it was more like, I don't know what to do. He ran, you know, because I think he was a psycho. I think your one knew what was going to happen. Yeah, she did. And he did. But like, he smiles. He also smiles with the giraffes as well. Yeah, but he got scared. Remember when like the baboons? With, with the baboons. Yeah. But with the giraffes, he, sm- he smirked. Well, I think he's just like kind of, you know, like a child. Like, oh, look at the animals. I didn't know. get that at all. I got mm-hmm. the, I, I, to me, it was always that he is in on it. Um... I mean, mm-hmm. different interpretations, but yeah. that's the way I took it. Was that he is in on it? It was it was his smirking that did it for me, you know. It was like and even like, um, and they use that kind of that butter wouldn't melt expression. Mm. It was um like with the giraffes, and you had that music going, and like you know, obviously you were building to like his, uh, you know, reveal or mm. whatever want a better word, um, of who he is, um. It reminded me, <clears throat> in a way, of um, I'm trying to avoid spoilers here, but Reservoir Dogs. There's a very famous scene most people will <coughs> be aware of, involving a razor and a, and a, a body part, and uh, there's um, stuck in the middle of you where Steely Dan is playing over it, and so it's this kind of really intense, violent scene, and you have this look, you know, happy-go-lucky song playing over it. I kind of kind of feel that like they're using this little kind of innocent smile uh, to kind of play against the kind of the the, the building evil yeah. that is present in the film. Like, uh, you know, I thought it was well, it was done well. Like they kind of almost you know, like a yin and yang of like this, this smirking little child is is the source of all mm-hmm. this evil that we're we're witnessing. Mm-hmm. To, a nice image, you know, it's, a, it's an effective image. And obviously, she, she loses the baby then as well, and like it's all kind of you know, the fruition, you know. Yeah, stuff. She, she kind of once once she has the accident, she's kind of not really in the movie again anymore. She you know, obviously she has her death scene in the phone call, but like she kind of uh, it, it really for her, it's all about the journey, it's about having the child. Having the life. Sorry, just there's a fox out the window. There is a fox out the window. <laughs> he's looking at us. He's done it. But you know, like if he's not really fox outside of Sorry, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just we don't it's rare to see a fox, you know. So. No, yeah, we don't see many foxes around here. Not the odd time, but yeah, no, not so often. Okay, uh, back to uh Okay, yeah, so yeah, so Catherine, yeah. Um yeah, so for her, I mean, there's not like there's not a whole lot of character depth really. It's more so the journey she goes on through the film, the kind of the you know the 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 rise and fall. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Damien, I know we've kind of discussed Damien already. Really, oh, I, yeah. I kind of felt like we were already. We have kind of I thought we were on true, Damien. Ba- well, true. Baylock, we missed Baylock, and then with um, Catty, uh, we kind of touched him quite a bit. So yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. You know, one thing, one scene I really liked about him was, um, and you don't see kind of him being overly aggressive too often, but no. the, the, in the church, 
when he's about, about oh, to go to the church. Yeah, it's and his voice changes almost. Yeah. It sounds like like he gets wheezy kind yeah, of. Yeah, but also I thought I mean maybe we just I heard it wrong, but it sounded like his voice became deeper. Like mm. maybe like we're trying to hear the devil kind of yeah. in him come out or whatever. Did you even see his face? It kind of he's, he's kind of behind the whatever the guy's driving. He's just behind him. And he's, he's like staring directly, kind of you know. Yeah. And it's like, well, like I think even. It wasn't even that he wanted to hurt Catty in that moment. It was just just desperation of just stop this now, you know. Oh yeah, Catty, no, you know, I think in that moment he just he wanted to be got, yeah, take me away from here. Like, I can't go in there. Yeah, um, and he seemed kind of like it's like he's wheezing and kind of like it's almost he's in pain as they're driving away with him, like you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it, it it was an interesting scene, I thought. And I mean, the big thing is he wins. Evil yeah, wins. Yeah. It's a it's a very very dark ending. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a yeah very dark ending. It was like kind of I I I mean it, it was an interesting idea and I, I I mean I do like when films surprise you and go a different way, but it uh it just like irritated me slightly you know it's just like I don't want Satan to win yeah. <laughs> you know you know even if it was like something else. But like you know, the idea of what Satan is, you know, uh, it just felt um, maybe during a pandemic as well. <laughs> it's just a, a little depressing. It's just like, oh, geez, like come on. Yeah. Anyway, Rob, Robert. Yes. Um, but life couldn't be better for him. Happy family, beautiful house, ambassador of the UK, and then Holly has a suicide. Yeah. Everything goes down that's from there. Him, yeah. um, he's just—he's a really kind of um, matter of fact mm. guy. He's actually—he's a really good actor. I like. Oh him. yeah, he's an yeah. excellent actor, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, straight away though, the whole deal with the priest mm. and ho- and hiding that from your wife—that that, well, that, the thing at the start—that was all because of what happened at the start. No, 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 I'm talking about the start. Well, you are. Yeah, I'm start. talking about you know the fact. Oh, so that you think he, he should have told her? He shouldn't take him in the first place, but if he uh, did, he should have told her. Yes, I mean, yeah. would you do that? Take a different baby and go. Oh yeah, here, here, this is actually your baby, but it's not. Say that to your wife. Mm. Like that, that is an act of uh, just deception on on a ridiculous scale. Like I mean, how could a marriage survive that type of? You know, well, as you said, he said that it would, you know, it would no, kill no, her. No, I mean, you know. I, I get they, they try to explain it, I but it's just it's a dilemma he it, had. It, like it's a it's a terrible, terrible mm-hmm. decision to make. And well, I suppose he probably felt like if it was a, an abandoned child, you know, it's help. He's helping the child, but it's also it's helping his wife. No, him, I know, I know, know, but like so. I understand that mm-hmm. as well. But like, you don't just have a rush adoption. Mm-hmm. Like when people turn a rush in adoption, it's usually because the child is stolen or something, and then also you don't lie to your wife and mm. tell him that this is your child when it's not actually your child but I think there's always a like there's always a little bit of guilt there didn't you see you start there to is, unravel yeah, yeah, yeah. and ravel gradually no, 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 when yeah, he learns yeah, yeah. what I, I'm not saying this Jamie. against the movie it's more oh, no, I, I, it, it's kind of against the, the, the character yeah, yeah, the moral character yeah. of the character I'd say it's interesting isn't it? like he kind of the guilt of it all because it all stemmed from him taking that child so when things start to unravel he um you know, like even he says to like her after the thing in the church, he's like, um, he's like, does he have a temperature? She's like, no, he's fine. And then like, he's like, it's interesting. He's never had any measles or mumps or anything like, you mm. know. 
and it's it at that stage she doesn't think he's the anti no, no. but it's just kind of like it's you know, it's an odd yeah blood no, there, like, you know. like this other stuff is happening yeah. and actually now that you think about it he's not really like a normal kid yeah. at all yeah um, um, and then I also thought as well Joni when he's driving out of the house and the priest is there he kind of drives past him Joni's leaving his home and he kind of looks back you remember that scene you just see he's obviously coming to the house to talk to him and he well, did, who's going to the house Father Brennan and he's just leaving oh, in yes, the car yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he kind of again was like doubts like what is going on with this mm. priest like you know yeah. just kind of doubts coming in again like what's he going to tell me this time kind yeah. of you know um yeah, you know, I mean, his journey, and again, I'll be honest, though, it's not, it didn't grab me at all until there was Jennings started kind of revealing the mystery. And what, it wasn't revealing the mystery, it started, like, building up the mystery. Like, that was the thing, it's like, it, it's it's like a it's like a mystery, you know, psychological thriller mystery, mm. but for most of the movie, we don't, we're not even aware of what the mystery is. There, there is a mystery, you know. We know that uh, Damien is, is whatever possessed or something by uh, a demon or something like we do the audience obviously he doesn't mm. but and I'm talking from the audience perspective we don't really know any of this other stuff really it's like there's little setups at the start and then it's not we don't really meet it just yeah. it felt mm. too I know it's many characters uh, as he you know as it goes on like and obviously we, t- we touched on it but again like seeing like this what happened to his son like I mean yeah that's yeah. And, uh, at the powerful moment yeah. Like, um, and he, and realizing that like and then yeah. he gets and, the and phone then, call telling him after ringing her like whatever 10 minutes later or whatever, half an hour later that his wife is dead now as well you know he's losing everything like you know it's um yeah no I mean everything's spiraling and uh, and then uh, Jennings is killed so like that kind of the one person who he kind of had on his side yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. like it's just like he's losing everything and then everyone. of course I mean, the most I think the most powerful part of the movie in a lot of ways is the the moral dilemma of like seen in the church do you do you do you kill yeah a child. and, and then when I, when I, actually the thing is I said earlier that's not his child but like it is his child like that's what I'm saying for five years he's adopted him yeah you know what I mean like this you know one, like he loved know, this I, 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 his... adopted children to their parents are they see them as no different yeah. than you know flesh and blood you know of course uh, yeah but like, like, so, so, like so he like, loved like, this child reared and loved this child for five years this is you can't his son just, yeah. it's not his flesh and blood yeah. son but it is yeah. his son you can't just like so decision, throw that away no the decision yeah. is can I kill my son yeah which is a very biblical thought in itself yeah. you know Abraham and Isaac yeah um, which I didn't make the connection until just now <laughs> but uh, um, I, I imagine that's what they were going for as well um you know, if you if you're commanded by God to kill your son, can you? Mm. Will you? Um, and it's like, it's like, you know, like he says it like it's like he's he's an innocent child. You know, he's like I won't do it. I'm not going to do this. You know, I like that. Like, even after his wife dies and he goes out with his son, there's still. That dilemma, like he, he doesn't just up and just accept. Okay, that's what I do. Yeah, He's, no, I, know, I like that. that it it took a lot of persuasion. Yeah, to actually because like, even like even like when after Jennings and everything. He still didn't want to do, you know. He went to see your man thing. Jordan, even like when he's when he's cutting Damien's hair. Yeah. You see, he starts crying. Yeah. When he starts to, like, he he he's hoping it's, it's not going to be there. He just wanted to. And be if there. it's not there, he wouldn't have done it. No, he would not yeah. have done it. 
uh, and then when he sees that, he's the, oh, it's the final confirmation. And he's like, you know, he doesn't want that to happen. You know, it's it's like, yeah, he's expecting it almost. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, it, it's um, th- that part of the, the story is 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 mm. done very well, and it, it's built up well. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the most powerful part of the film, though. But um, I think array the vote. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first again because yeah. it's. I mean, yeah. this one's definitely close. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely closer. Robert Robert is a good character, mm. and uh, um, yeah, Robert is kind of the only one really I would say there's. I mean, there are, uh, Mrs. Bialik actually. She she's actually mm. a fun character as well. But uh, to me, it's like it's 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 just not close though. Still, um, Chris and Father Karras in particular. Like I think either of those could be leads in a film and like captivate you from start to finish. Having both of them in it together, on top of Regan's journey, on top of Father Mern, it's just like incredible, a treasure trove of captivating mm. characters. And I'm going for The Exorcist. Um, yeah, like Karis. I, I like Chris. I, I wouldn't have... I didn't find her arc as riveting as his. I did enjoy her liking it, but Karis's character, when he goes on through with his mother, I thought was like probably the most powerful part of the film. Um, Obviously, then Reagan, stuff with Reagan was like crazy. And then Father Marin, like the fact you see him at the start and then comes in. Like, to be fair, he's not in a lot of the film, but no. he still makes a huge impact does, when he's there. Yeah. Um, and then like, the, well, sorry, just cut across for one second. Like one of my favorite moments in the movie is when they're sitting on the stairs, exhausted after that first yeah, round. Yeah, they just need to take a break. It's such a great moment. Yeah. And they have a discussion, and they yeah. say, "Is like, why would he? Why would? Why would the Satan go after a little girl?" And I wrote it down because I love that line so much. If I can find it, um. Uh, No, you're not gonna find it. No, I'm not gonna find it. But basically, when he says it, it's like uh, to sow the doubt that God doesn't love us, mm. you know, to, to to basically spread the idea of misery in the mm. world, like it just is a really excellent moment and just a vile kind of thought, you know, mm. that uh, evil is that active in the world. Mm. Um, one, but uh, yeah, well, oh yeah, but. Marin, yeah, yeah it's he's not in a lot of yeah, films, yeah. but he still makes a huge impact in it. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I did in the Omen. I think Robert is is the is the key player in that yeah, one. Then yeah. like what he goes through, losing his wife, and then the stuff with his son, his, his real son, like, and then having to kill the child that he raised as his son, like all that is like just really powerful stuff. Um, and then Mrs. Balak does have her yeah, moment as well. She, she's a strong um, uh, yeah. antagonist. And and I, I I do like Jennings as well. He's, yeah, he's yeah. more of a support character, yeah, but I do yeah. enjoy him. And, yeah. So yeah, no, I I would go with uh, the Exorcist for characters. I think there's more there's more character development in them, and yeah. it takes like even the first half hour or so, forty minutes. A lot of it is about building the characters before you really get yes. into kind of what yeah. happens yeah. to try and tackle Reagan, you know, the, where where she is. And uh, it's um, over and over again, but that's why one of the reasons why I love. The and why I love that type of horror film. Mm. It's a horror film, but it's also it, a, f- a great film first, yeah. and it's a yeah. great horror film second. Yeah, which I think is where a lot of horror films fall down. Yeah. 
So that makes it three all. It's the second time ever, is it? No, it's the first time. No, ever. second. There was a super. Oh, there wasn't. We just did it. No, we did. With Robocop and Terminator because no, 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 we wanted yeah. to do it. This is the first time ever. So, we said we would. Well, we would take a vote and we would say, "What? What do you think is the, is the best film? The better film?" Yeah. So again, it's clear what I'm gonna say. So I think it's the Omen. I think the Omen. Or the G- <laughs> 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 oh God! It's too late for this. <laughs> Clearly, I think The Exorcist <laughs> is the better film. I think The Omen is a, um, in parts, average film, and then in parts, a really, you know, interesting film. Um, it just, I felt the average parts, there was way too much average parts and not enough interesting parts. But the interesting parts that were, were there were interesting. But The Exorcist was, uh, I was in from the first second to the last and uh, the performances and the scale, the directing, the cinematography, uh, just everything about it was just mm-hmm. filmmaking near perfection. To be honest. Um. So this is like round four, technically, isn't it? <laughs> kind uh, of a, baby, it's really it's a nothing, but it's just like it's just it's like bad. you know. I mean, the whole it, what this is is an excuse for I us mean, to talk about movies. Why can't why, I? I say that. Why can't we have draws? I don't know. I mean, yeah. look, sure, look. If you how you decide now will either make it a draw or make it a win for the Exorcist. That's basically it. Uh, I, I'm not doing a second round, <laughs> a second vote on something arbitrary. Like. Oh no, no! I'm not how many times did you jump? No, I, 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 it's kind of. I just realized, I know we kind of just did it as a joke kind of thing, yeah. but I really like. You know, if there's a draw, there's a draw. I guess you know because yeah. we haven't had one really. Like you know, no, we haven't. Um, yeah, like I, I said, I, I think, I think the omen is like a little creepier. Or the Exorcist in is is more shocking, kind of, you know. But um, I guess as a film, I would say the Exorcist is the better made film. Right. So I'd go with that. Okay, so by a hair, the Exorcist takes it. Um, by a hair. So watch that, like six four, is it or or for So I I I, I I I would call that four three. Like it's not like both of us both of us combined at one point because it was three all and mm. then. Four three just makes it, yeah. Because it it was just. Always be another draw, and then we keep yeah, on and yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next year when we finally try to conclude who wins in this round. Okay, so uh, it is the Exorcist. The Omen put up a very, very, very stern uh, challenge. Challenge, definitely the closest one we've done so far. Mm. Although I think probably the most we've been split. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. I hope we do more of that though. Uh, it makes it more interesting, I think. Maybe, maybe maybe the fact like maybe people listening. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Is it is it is it is it more interesting if we agree or disagree? Not that we obviously predetermine what we choose. Well, obviously not. Or as in like <laughs> we do know we're going to choose it, but as in like we don't discuss it with each other. You know? No, no, we 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 actually got the great pains. Like even we were discussing uh, what what films we were doing uh, with our brother. And he was like, "Oh yeah, the omen. Oh, so you you saw the Exorcist for the first time? What do you think?" I was like, "I'm not going to say anything. I don't want Liam to hear me speak <laughs> about it until we press record." Um, but that's that's uh, the Omen versus the Exorcist in in the in the bag. Yeah. Um. So next week, is, or it's next week tomorrow. Uh, from you, if you're listening, <laughs> not from us recording, but tomorrow from you listening. Is going to be, Liam. 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original from 1973 against Halloween, the original, the original. from 1978. Yeah. So. It's Halloween. We got to do Halloween. I mean, like, anybody who's been listening a lot throughout the month and knew that we were doing a Halloween episode had to be Halloween. Yeah, so it, it, it's, it's going to be a bonus episode we wanted to do on Halloween. Yeah. And that will conclude our our Halloween, <laughs> well, our ha- Halloween horror season. Yes. So, um, so yes. Yeah, so uh, one more to go. We hope you've enjoyed it so far. Um, November will be back to the mix of genres and you know uh, eras and well, I don't know we mix eras and this, but yeah. So it will be no set, you know, uh, uh, genre. Yeah, it just. Yeah. Come what may from our list, exactly. a long list of uh, of, of uh, potential battles. Course, um, from a very tired Liam. Um, <laughs> and from an exuberant Eamon. <laughs> uh, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there, so. We'll leave it there, so. 